Blog Talk Radio. And good Sunday evening, everybody. It's the 19th day of April here in 2020. Uh, another day of uh, Southern Sports Central here on a Sunday evening, a special show. As you're joining us tonight for our new Sunday special, Spotlight 2020 on the senior class. Uh, going to hang out with us here. We're going to go all the way from Myrtle Beach area on the Grand Strand, the Sockacy High School, where we'll start off there uh, with a young lady who uh, looks like she's going to be running some track for the Coast of Carolina, Shawna Clears. Jermaisha Arnold will join us uh, from the Sockacy High School side of the world. And then around 6.30, we'll come back up to Somerville, where we'll get in here with Mr. Capers, Marielle, who is committed to play baseball with Limestone. So that's going to be a big one there in hour number one. And in hour number two, we go back up to the Grand Strand at St. James High School. Hopefully, Sean Taylor, who plays baseball up there for the uh, Sharks, he'll be joining us to talk about why he chose Coker and uh, some of his stories and tribulations uh, to the, of course, St. James folks up here outside of the Surfside Beach area. And then, uh, of course, 7.30, we get the double dose of some soccer teammates from Somerville. We'll go back to the Green Wave. We'll be joined with Bryn Brusa and, of course, Emma Simple. She'll join us. Uh, the ladies will join us around 7.30. And then we uh, check in with a few coaches. Uh, one of those at 8 o'clock is going to be Ramon Robinson. He, of course, is uh, a Hall of Famer here in the state of South Carolina, and he is with the elite position training guys as uh, they train some of the best quarterbacks around not only here in the state of South Carolina, they touch them uh, and around the North Carolina. I believe he's got a few maybe in Georgia. I'm not sure, uh, but Ramon will check in again with us. We've had him in here before, but we'll get him back in here to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in his side. How is this helping him uh, keep up with some of his athletes? Of course, um, uh, he does have a guy, by the way, who's going to be entering the draft on Thursday. Uh, we'll talk about that as well as maybe a few other guys that he's uh, seen kind of go through the draft scenario. So we'll talk, of course, with him at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, Coach Scott Durham from Andrews High School. He's the athletic director. He's also the head football coach with the Yellow Jackets. He'll check in with us as well. So without further ado, I'll bring in, of course, here uh, with me is uh, the coach, Eugene Benton, here as we're coming to you live from the factory studios here in Somerville. Coach, what's up, buddy? How you doing, Rich, man? I'm looking forward to this show. You know, the uh, Spotlight 2020 has been kind of our, uh, our our reach out to the community and reach out to these athletes who uh, had to forego or it looks like more than likely going to have to forego their senior season. Uh, looking forward to hearing from them. Looking forward to giving them that platform. You know, that's what we do. We create the platform for these athletes, you know, parents, boosters, program directors, coaches, college coaches, uh, so that's what we do, and I'm just really excited about it. Really excited about it. You know, we got some uh, potential sponsors who are listening in tonight, and uh, just want to put out a good show. Just show them what we do and what we're about, and just uh, 
look forward to this, man. Been looking forward to it for days. Yeah, no doubt about it. As we're coming again to you live from the factory studios right here in Somerville, South Carolina, I'm Richie Altman. That's the coach, Eugene Benton, bringing you three solid hours of high school and college football conversation. Now, we may talk a little NFL with the draft around the corner coming up this week. That'd be different, right? I talked to a gentleman yesterday, by the way, as uh, I had the opportunity to serve with a group over in the North Charleston area over at a food bank where we were able to hand out some clean, uh, I would say, some bathroom utensils. Uh, as uh, we worked with, I served with Joy, and that group was incredible. We had 215 cars come through the line, Eugene, and it was very, very humbling to see so many great, uh, you know, people just doing great things and, and to have that opportunity to kind of get out there and do some things uh, that you normally don't get a chance to do. Also, by the way, we had a chance to hang out with uh, one of the newest members of the Atlanta Falcons. Edmund Robinson, he played his high school days over at St. John's and then went to Newberry College after that. And since then, he's played, I believe, with the Vikings. Currently now, it looks like uh, he's heading to play with Atlanta. Now, he did have a small stint. Edmund did play uh, some of that uh, XFL ball over to Houston and uh, spoke highly about that. And we're going to get him in here with us, hopefully this week, if it works out, maybe Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, he'll get in here with us and talk about uh, some things. But they are starting in the NFL, by the way, with those uh, Zoom meetings on Monday. So uh, there's going to be a little bit more back to the normalcy, if that makes any sense here. I know the state of South Carolina, the governor, not sure if I agree with it, but I'm going to have to go along with it. I'm going to pray that everybody does it the right way. We're going to slowly start to open a few things up. Kind of, you know, even today I was at Home Depot, uh, and, and of course, um, a few of those other home stores, and they're slowly letting, you know, so many people in, so many people out. That social distancing is a, is a real deal, and I appreciate that. Uh, but you hope and pray that, that we're going to gradually kind of get back to opening these stores up. I know the boat landings, which means the rivers and, and some of those places with your boats were out there over the weekend as well. I'm hoping that you guys uh, did the same there. Uh, again, social distancing. I have seen a lot of pictures on Facebook that look too social distance, but, again, you know the people you're around better than I do. I just hope that you're making the right choices because, again, let's not put this too far out of reach, Eugene, when you realize it only takes one, one individual to, to I say ruin, but to get us back to where we were uh, just months ago. And, again, you know, we're, we haven't seen a decline in numbers. You know, even last week I believe we had an increase in numbers. So I'm still kind of shocked by us doing what we're doing. But I guess, uh, you know, we're going to give this thing a, a go and see what happens. Yeah, and I, I looked at the uh, Mayor Haney from Mount Pleasant tweeted out the uh, DHEC thing earlier, and I looked at the numbers. It actually looks like this week we might be seeing the downturn, and I think possibly, or or maybe that's what the governor's looking at. You know, I know he's connected with those folks at DHEC and, and all that, and the doctors and people. You know, I'm sure he's consulting, you know, the best of the best in the state and looking out for the people of the state, but also, you know, trying to take into consideration the economy. You know, people are hurting people aren't making money people are especially like in the you know entertainment food and beverage you know charleston's largest economy is the tourism industry and this is the kickoff to the biggest point of that for south carolina in in the spring and summer and so i you know i think he's i hope he's weighing all the all that fact all those factors and consulting the best of the best and and trying to do the right thing you know i know the uh, boat landings open back up on Friday at four, the beaches are open up this weekend or, or this week coming. And, uh, you know, hopefully people will just do the right thing. You know, they'll take it, 
with uh, caution, you know, those that want to get out and just be safe. You know, look out not only for yourself but for your neighbor. You know, just uh, be cautious. Be cautious of who you're around. And just, you know, like they say, you know, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Just be careful. Be, you know, be smart about it. Be Use your common sense. And uh, let's all try to recover together. You know, we're all in this together. We've all been quarantined separately but together. And so let's just do the right thing, and hopefully people will do that. I think, you know, maybe people have gotten the message, or I hope they have, you know, that this thing is serious. Um, And let's just, you know, slowly get back to some of the things that, you know, normalcy for what it is. But uh, that that said, you know, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the quarantine. You know, many people I've seen have spent more time with their kids doing things and doing things the right way, you know, uh, attending services via – mobile apps or on their TV or whatnot, and you just see so many families reconnecting, and I hope that doesn't change, you know, whether it be in sports or training or life or church or whatever it is, you know, that part I hope doesn't go back to quote-unquote normal um, because it's been an amazing experience, I know, for myself and what my son um, was featured in in, uh, a local news and multi news uh, last week on the front page, you know, he's building masks for MUSC, and you know, that just made me so proud and the community support behind that and all the messages we got, you know, let's just keep going and let's build it back up, let's open things back up, let's get things back to normal as we can, but let's just do it the right way and be safe. Let's keep everybody healthy, you know, put God first, put put our family first, or right behind that, you know, in support of God, and let's just you know, let's do what we can to, you know, get back going. And, uh, you know, if sports and high school sports get going for the spring or finish up, you know, that that's awesome. If not, then hopefully what we're doing here at Sport, Southern Sports Central by creating the platform to get some of these athletes exposed and get them out there, you know, that's a great thing too, man. I'm just looking forward to it. we got an action-packed show, a lot of great, great guests lined up. Uh, I'm excited, man. Sunday can't get here fast enough. No doubt about it. And I will say this, being originally from the Myrtle Beach area, you know, I'm going to tell you something, guys. It, it is a huge impact on the economy where my mom and dad live, where my sister lives, my brother-in-law lives up there. I've got a lot of friends and family. Matter of fact, the young lady that's coming on next, uh, Jameza Arnold, is going to come in here. She's a Sacrity High School student, a, a summer, uh, you know, that's going to maybe a little different as she graduates here shortly. She's going to be heading over to Coastal to be running uh, track for the Shot of Clears, and this is a different time of year. But you talk about the economy in Charleston. Yes, it's a very huge effect here, but it's a massive effect in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is, without a doubt, a huge economy push for the tourism there. And when you go by these hotels and you see no vacancy because they're closed, man, you can only imagine. But, again, remember the moment, guys. Live in that moment. Remember where we were You know, and I think it's going to be a little bit easy. I just hope as time goes on, we don't go back to what we were, not being courteous, not being, you know, that polite individual that you see now. Hopefully you keep doing that. So we'll we'll wait and see. But like you said, we are getting ready to get into this 2020 show, and it is going to be all about the seniors, whether you're a high school senior, a college senior. Hey, this is your show. Come Sundays until further notice. We're going to have a senior Sunday and it's uh, going to start off coming up next as we head to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We'll check in with a young lady who is, again, running track. She's going to run all the way from Sacramento to Coastal Carolina. But before that, she'll check in with us.
Stay tuned, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause it's summertime. Definition of summer madness. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Allman, alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. This is Southern Sports Central coming at you live, calling out all seniors, class of 2020. This is your segment. This is your show on Sundays until further notice. We're going to sit here and talk to the guys and the ladies about your senior year, especially for you guys and girls who are part of this spring that will not possibly see it come to an well a better end than what you were hoping it was, which means that your season could come uh, to a screeching halt. And those outside of the South Carolina area have already been told that's the case. I know Georgia's already done. I think North Carolina's on that conversation piece. And I believe on Wednesday we'll have a little bit more clarification on if they're going to bring them back or if they're not going to bring them back. So uh, without further ado, I do head over now, of course, to the Tent Farm Hotlines. We're going to head up to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where Sacramento High School's on track star. Mr. Mesha Arnold joins us on the hotlines. Mesha, welcome to Southern Sports Central. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. I'm happy to be on the show. Good. So, well, I'm happy to have you in here. Of course, I'm an alumni yeah. of Sacramento, so I've got to, you know, it's kind of fitting that I've got to, I got to start with my, with my home school to bring in one of my one of my uh, girls that runs track. You guys do this for fun, but before we get into that, uh, of course, three years you've spent at Sacramento. Of course, uh, Coach Renfro is your athletic director. Uh, he was my high school baseball coach back in the 90s, like long forever ago. And uh, I remember when he became an athletic director from day one, I was a sophomore at, at Soccer State. Uh, but I'm well familiar with the program. Of course, I'm very close to a lot of the, the uh, faculty and the, the athletes that you, of course, are around every day, a lot of the coaches there. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Coach Doug Illing is a big-time supporter here on the show. Uh, there's so many other individuals that come in here and be um, really a, a huge asset to what we do. But – to have you come in here, uh, you know, Jermaine, uh, I appreciate your time. And, yeah. and I just want to kind of hear a little bit of uh, your time. You spent three years at Sacramento. I know you transferred in from Myrtle Beach, and uh, we're glad to, you know, let you finish with us for sure. It's kind of a robbery there for those who don't know. But um, what made you run track? I, and I do know you play basketball, so we're going to get into your basketball conversation too. But, you know, you, you know, talk about your track and, and your coaches and, and what kind of propelled you? Why, why track? Where did this start uh, from day one? I mean, well, first I want to thank God for blessing me with this gift. Like, I mean, whenever I transferred from Myrtle Beach, like, I was just thinking about basketball, basketball, basketball. And then I met one of my close friends, Kenny. He ran track, and he was so good. So I went to run with him. And then after that, I just loved it. And then, like, having his mom in the stands to see my name and stuff, like, it made me want to take track more serious. <laughs> So then, like, after that, like, I started – I wanted to win the 400 and, like, that. Yeah, after that, I just started loving track. Live um, right now up at the Sockacy High School area where, of course, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is that city mm-hmm. limits for Mr. Mesha Arnold. She's a senior, class of 2020. Talking about Kenny, uh, Kenny Solomon, by the way. You guys who listen to the show know this young man well. He, uh, of course, came on as a Sockacy High School football player and track. But uh, he is now at the University of Tennessee, where he's checked in on Knoxville on multiple occasions. And uh, he's talked to us from his dorm room to the, to the campus of walking around, to you name it. And uh, that's a good guy to be around, by the way. Uh, you know, we approve his yeah. uh, presence around you. He's a good dude, right? Uh, but, but, of course, he's yeah. fast. Man, that kid's fast. Uh, yeah. Do you guys ever kind of duel it out a little bit? Do you ever go down the street and say, okay, you know, if I beat you, you buy dinner. If you beat me, I buy dinner type of thing? <laughs> I always want to race him, but he just says he's going to beat me. So, he never race. <laughs> but, look, as long as you don't race him, he can't beat you. or he can't. You, 
Look, he's not going to race you. Let's be honest. Kenny's not going to race you because yeah. if he doesn't race you, then there's never a chance that he has a chance to lose to you. That's very smart, Kenny, by the way. I know Kenny's probably listening uh, wherever he's stationed at right now as well. But, um, you, you know, you talk about track, and we're very blessed. We've had the Angel Franks come on the show. Uh, Imagine Patterson come on the show. Of course, Imagine's running track for Virginia Tech. Uh, Angel's running for South Carolina. Here you go to Coastal, right down the street. I mean, you don't even have to go far, and I can yeah. promise you – uh, the, the the young lady you're talking about screaming in the stands is just gonna she's just gonna get to another stand but she's still gonna be screaming for you. Yeah. Uh, what made you pick Coastal to run? Coastal, oh my gosh, the, the visit it was so fun. I will never forget it. Like the coaches, they made us feel at home. Even the players did, and like we all still keep in touch to this day. And like I just feel like they'll have a great education for me too. And like the campus, it was so beautiful walking around touring it with, like, some really big recruits. It was just so fun with being with them and laughing, all that stuff. So, like, I felt like Coastal was the one taking more visits and stuff. It all brought down to Coastal, and, like, I really loved the visit, and I can see myself there for four years. Well, there you go, Jermisha Arnold. Right now joining us all the way from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the Grand Strand. Uh, of course, it's been shut down, but you can't stop the speed over there at Sackersby. Of course, uh, Jermisha continues to – Take it to the next level. Division one uh, opportunity to go play right down the street. You go run right down the street from where she grew up, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, hometown crowd's gonna easily get to you a little bit. You know, you talk about education, your major. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that major. Have you decided what you want to major in, or or what you're kind of looking to do when you get out of college uh, in the next four years? Yeah, I want to be a physical therapist. So my major is gonna be exercise science, and like I know. Like, a lot of people that is a physical therapist, so like I'd be looking up to them and like having some even come to my house for my granddad. Like I just ask him questions, want to know this, want to know that, and like tearing my ACL my freshman year. Like um, being around that workforce, I would love to do that, and I can see myself being a physical therapist. And I was that's what I want to do after college. Look at there. You know where you want to go, and that's the easiest way to get there. you got to have a plan. You seem like you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your uh, your past a little bit. Sakasi was, was has been the home for you for three years. You played basketball. You don't know if you knew I, find, I found that out about you. And you were, you're quite the mm-hmm. little basketball player over there. Now, of course, uh, I'm very close yeah. to the men's basketball coach, Coach, coach Hilton over there, uh, and I grew up together. Uh, he graduated the year after I did. But there's a lot of history at Sakasi Ice. What's the home of the beach ball classic, by the way? Found it mm-hmm. right there in that same gym that you get to play. And a lot of talent played on that on that yeah. hard with. Uh, tell me about what was what's it been like to be a Soxy for three years? You've been an athlete in that program for a long time. Your reputation is incredible uh, there on the Grand Strand. Uh, tell me, what's it like to be a, a Brave? What does it mean to you to, to be representing Soxy at the next level? It feels really good because, like, whenever I moved there, I made so many friends, and, like, they were supporting me and, like, my basketball coaches. They always supported me and with and then with me running track, they supported me with both sports. So like I felt like they were like my family. Like going going waking up early in the morning going to school, it wasn't like miserable, you know, it was fun and like I still had fun. So me running track for them and like doing so good and like breaking the record, I feel really good for breaking my records at Talk City High School. Like it's fun and I got I have a name. My name is like dope in Talk City, so like it's really fun breaking records and stuff for Soccer City High School, and I really love Soccer City High School and the people there and just my friends. 
track coaches. Love, I just love soccer city. And I'm very happy to now, coach, be graduating from soccer city. Well, I tell you what, it's a bond that you'll never, and I tell people all this all the time, you know, Myrtle Beach is a different beast. And, and you know, while you grow up and your rival soccer city and, and, and Myrtle Beach and Conway and vice versa all the way around the trifecta there, mm-hmm. you know, some of my closest buddies are all my friends here. Uh, up down in Somerville, uh, are a lot of alumni down here. We got a lot of a lot of people here, but you know the one thing I'm going to tell you is that if I call up anybody back in my high school, I can pick the phone up to, today. They will come call. Them. They will come. It's almost like sending out the Batmobile or, or the bat sign, but it's a brave sign, and here they come calling. It's a it's a great great alumni to be a part of, and we're looking forward to adding you to our family and alumni as well. Now, Coach Goodman, yeah. tell me about Coach Goodman. He's checked in with us. He's a, of course uh, he's the Coastal Carolina assistant sprint. Hurdle an 800-meter coach over there at Coastal. Um, what, what do you know about this guy? He just kind of said, you know, checked in just with the old muscles there, excited about you representing Coastal as well. Yeah, Coach Goodman, yeah, my man. He was he was actually the first coach to call me, and we was we would always talk on the phone about track and stuff like that, and, like, he would always check up on me and stuff. That's why I like that so much because he would check up on me and stuff. He checked on me during this hard times, the virus and stuff like that. So he's I can't wait to be um I can't wait for him to coach me when I go over the coastal. He's so funny, he's so fun. And like talking to him is just I just can't wait to that, go on and be around him. That's gonna be exciting and again that's that's some of the yeah. thing. It's all about connecting to the campus, connecting to the to, to the atmosphere, to the students, of course. You wanna make sure that the major that you there has their course coaches unfortunately don't always stay around, but it's important to have that relationship as well. So, before mm-hmm. I get you out of here, i got to ask you, give me that one moment in soccer, Steve, that you'll look back as an athlete. What's something, and you, you can go to the basketball court, because I know you played basketball as well. So, between basketball and track, what's one thing that you'll remember back? You'll look back, and it didn't have to be this year. It can just be one of those long-term memories that you'll always remember when you think about being a, a student athlete at soccer City high school. I remember, like, on, like, how many how many people, like, look up to me playing sports and, like, just going, walking in the hall, just getting compliments and saying congrats on some stuff I wouldn't really remember what I would do on. Like, they would just say congrats and, like, they would, they would know me, like, for me being an athlete. So, like, basketball is really fun. Like, first, like, people started knowing me about basketball because I first was playing basketball and then, like, I just gained a lot of respect. Like, people would always want to talk to me and stuff. So, that was, like, fun and, um... So I think I'll remember, like, just people will look up to me. Like, I will remember, like, oh, did she? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, she knows me because this and that. So I'll remember that. And, like, how I was, like, such a big, like, I was big. Like, I would help out the team, you know, with my speed and my leadership, um, being the captain for basketball. And that was big. I, like, I was being the captain for basketball. My senior year was fun. So like just being captain, like leading people on, like I was, I was always a member on how people would like look up to me and being their leader and following me and my good like decisions. Well, yeah, I can so tell you one good. thing: we're excited for your future. We definitely greatly appreciate you coming on. The only thing I just need your commitment to make sure that when you get to Coastal and uh, you get settled mm-hmm. in, you got to call in and check in. Kenny's done that. You, we're going to uphold you. Uh, we don't get this from everybody, but we try to keep up with you guys when you go to the next level because we only cover the high school and college guys and girls. So we're excited for you. I'm personally excited for you. Uh, you know, you being, you being connected to my home school there at Sacristy, we're uh, very proud of you as an alumni group. I'm proud of you, and I know Eugene Coach is uh, 
and proud of you here at Southern Sports Central as well. But, uh, you know, we hate to see the way that, that maybe your, your senior season ended, but, uh, you know, this is just a chapter in your life, and you're going to do so many great things, and I just can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you giving us some time this afternoon to talk and getting the rest of the world to get to know who Mr. Mesha Arnold is, who's heading to Coastal Carolina yeah. to run track. No problem. Well, enjoy your Sunday. Thank you so much for coming on, and I will uh, hopefully catch up with you here uh, shortly back on the show. Okay, thank you for having me. My pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. There she goes. And uh, quick, I'm going to tell you, you better keep your eye on her because she is a track star at Saxony High School today, and she will become that same star at Coastal Carolina this time next year. As, of course, she has uh, made that commitment. She's going to run track for the Shine and Clears. You see her coach checks in on Twitter. And for you guys who don't think that your coach is watching you at college, oh, boy, is he or she ever. You just got proof of that live on the air right on Southern Sports Central. We got a break coming up. We're going to head back up to Somerville. We're going to head to the ball field over there, Greenway Park, where Capers Bernelli is checking in with us. He's committed to go to Limestone, where he, of course, uh, head out over there. But meanwhile, um, we got to take a quick break. We're coming back, more Southern Sports Central. It is Senior 2020 session here on a Sunday afternoon in Somerville, guys. We'll be right back. I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring, and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you.
Welcome back, everybody. Rich Yelton here live on Southern Sports Central, live with the coach, Coach Benton, hanging out at Park Circle. I'm up here in the studios at the factory studios. Of course, it looks like we might get back to normal, and that means that the studio, of course, over there at the factory uh, will be open, and that's located at 5913 Loftus Road in Hanahan. When that happens, we are going to do a live show on the very first day. I don't care if it's a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday. Doesn't matter. It's a Saturday. We're going in for three strong hours. And, you know, Eugene, you and I just have to take turns working out and coming back on the air. What do you think, bud? I know, man. We're going to be there every day, man. I can't wait to work out with Coach Malcolm, you know, someone I've I've coached with for a couple years who uh, also works and trains folks at the the factories, all those other guys there, man. You know, (laughs) look at their pictures, man. I'm a little intimidated, but – I'm a little uh, – I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I got Coach Malcolm set up to, with some kids to do some kickboxing lessons. He also used to do the nine rounds or still does. And I, I'm excited to do the studio in the house. It's about uh, about two miles from my house as the crow flies. And uh, it's a quick drop to get over there. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, uh, I've already bought my uh, supplements. I'm ready to get to work, man. I, I have major goals at 42 years old. We're going to see what those guys can do to me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yes. It should be a good time, and we're excited to be partnered up with those guys and girls over there at the factory. We're going to have a live show with them, of course, but they're also going to try to get a show in during the off season, and that being that there's not, you know, the football season. We, we've got a few hours uh, to give, and, of course, we want to give that to them as well. Now, we do have to head back to the hotlines over there at the Tent Farm Hotlines, where I'm now joined with a young man that – I've had a chance to really watch this young guy grow. And, and what I mean by that is I've seen him in little leagues, I've seen him at middle school ball, and I've watched him mature as a young boy into now what looks to be a grown man heading uh, to play baseball. He's going to play first base for the Lionstone Saints, but he's currently waiting for the call. Let's see if he gets the call to head over and play and finish his senior season over there with the Somerville uh, Green Wave, the baseball team over there. With, of course, uh, they've got Coach Sharpie, the head, ball co- or head baseball coach over there. Without further ado, I'll bring in Mr. Capers, Mellaroli here with us. Uh, Capers, what's up, big guy? Hey, what's up? How you doing? We're good, man. Glad to have you part of the show. Glad to have you part of your show. This is all about you guys. As we're calling out the class of 2020, it's a huge segment where we're bringing to light uh, you guys who may or may not have seen your final game as a senior uh, and as a uh, whatever, uh, wherever you go to school. Of course, you're a green wave and uh, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about that. I know you guys started pretty strong coming out. You had your preseason said and done, and now, you know, you actually played a few games. I know James Island was a team, if it not the last game. It was one of the last games that you guys played. But kind of tell us, uh, you know, get us up to date on everything, man. Uh, you know, it was – we had high expectations coming in. Um, just our lineup going up and down the order was just looking really strong this year. Our pitching staff – really was developing. We had a lot of sophomores coming up as juniors, and we really had a stud and trip coming back. Um, but, yeah, I'm just glad. This was our year, man. I'm sad that it didn't, end, <laughs> it didn't end the way that we wanted to. Well, I mean, yeah, we're hoping and praying. It looks like Wednesday's the day that the high school league may or may not. I'm, I'm hearing rumors that Wednesday's the day. We'll find out a little bit more about that. And fingers crossed, toes crossed. If you can cross anything else, Cross it, and, and we'll see what happens. But, again, you know, you're looking at, at, at how quick 
are we going to be allowed to get you guys back out on the field? For you guys, it would be the diamond. Had you been working out, man, during this downtime, kind of staying in shape a little bit? I know I've challenged a lot of you guys via social media, but uh, what mm-hmm. have you been doing to kind of keep things moving and making sure that you're in shape? Uh, me and Birdie Hopkins have really been getting our swings in at the field, and I have a little makeshift workout station in the room over the garage, so I'm doing a lot of ab workouts, really just trying to get my core back to where I need it to be. Now, when you look at this, of course, uh, Coach Sharpie uh, has been your coach for, for, I would believe, most of your, your time there at Somerville, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, my now, whole that being years. said, you're all four years. So has there been a lot of conversation with you and your coaches? I mean, as far as, yeah, I know you guys can't go see him, but are they checking in with you guys and, and kind of making sure you're doing the right thing, making the next best decision, making sure your mm-hmm. grades are up and that type of stuff? Yeah, they're, they're always making sure that our grades are on point. That's really – the first thing we're student athletes, um, student comes before athletes. So especially these online classes, kids having all these free times of themselves and some kids make the right decisions and get their homework done and some don't, but it's just, it's just really getting your head down in the mud and just grinding it out. Live right now at the first baseman for the Somerville Greenway class of 2020 as he's going to be heading next year to Limestone. He'll be a Saint next year. He's a Green Wave today. Of course, this is Mr. Capers Molarini, who's joined us here on the Pit Farm Hotline. We're trying to throw a little love over to our senior class, where it may be the most unforeseeable uh, uh, senior season that you could ever imagine. You know, we had your athletic mm-hmm. director in here, and he's uh, my boss on a Friday night and multiple times throughout the year as I get a chance to be the voice of the Green Wave. And, you know, we were set, by the way, to produce a lot of your games. Uh, so we were ready mm-hmm. To rock and roll. I had already gotten a lot of guys in position, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. But I've had a chance to sit in the classroom with you guys, as I do that a chance or time too. Where you know I've sat in there and I've watched you guys kind of as student athletes, right? I mean, you and I have been a chance to kind of say hello a few times, and one of those in Coach Sharpie's room. But when you look at Coach from a coaching point of view, and you look at him as a teacher and a mentor, you know what's the one thing that you appreciate you're going to miss, and that you'll always remember about that Coach Sharpie. You know, just always coming to work with a smile, just just ready to get to work and just always in a good mood, always wanting us to get better and always expecting the most out of us. When you look at this, Capers, let's talk about your, your, your one fame to claim and, and something that you kind of will always remember in your four years at Somerville. As uh, I remember you playing middle school ball, you played with my youngest son, Jacob, over there at Oprah, and, uh, of course, yeah. you were one of the bigger kids then, too. But that being said, you remember your days there at Oakbrook, looking forward mm-hmm. to the days of playing at Somerville, wearing that S on your chest, running out and doing some of the big things that they've always been known to do in baseball. Even though mm-hmm. it's a football school, baseball is a big deal over there at Somerville. I'm really aware of that. When it comes down to it, what's the one thing that you'll always remember about being an athlete at Somerville High School? Just getting your name called out um, by Mr. Rutherford and just really looking around in the stadium and just seeing how many people are there to support you and just it, – it's all about the sport, man. Like, Somerville, it, I've seen – I've never seen anything like it for a high school team. The hundreds of people out there just in the community who just want you to succeed just because you have that S on your shirt. Live right now with the first baseman for the Somerville Green Wave, class of 2020. Somerville High School, for you guys who may or may not know, located right here in Somerville, South Carolina. It's a traditional – uh, well, powerhouse in the high school baseball league here in the great state of South Carolina. They were ranked preseason top ten 
Uh, they've had some big-time coaches come through there. Currently, program ran by uh, Bo Sharpie. He's the skipper uh, on the staff. He's got a great group of guys around him. But, you know, we talk about that support in the family tradition. You talk about the tight-knit of a baseball program, and they're always known for the families and the moms and dads that really unite. Tell us a bit about that family tradition over there in Somerville when it comes to the moms and the stands and the dads, of course, along the fence. Oh, you can't you can't say enough about it. There's so many Somerville names that go through Somerville baseball that you just look up and you're like, wow, like you feel like you're a part of it. Uh, anywhere from the McCurdy's, from the Sharpies, to the Tobins, to the Bridges, to anything, anything and everything. Honestly, it just makes you want to work harder for them, and it just it's a great feeling when all the hard work pays off. You talk about big names, man. You're growing up in Somerville, right? You're a Somerville kid. You're born and raised. You believe that color since day one. As a young kid, you're playing Little League ball here in the area. You've always watched Somerville. You maybe caught a few games on a midday or maybe a Friday night. Who's that one guy that you used to look up to that you thought to yourself, man, one day I'm going to wear that jersey? Definitely Sonia Bridges. Like, his moxie always being, you know, just coming up as the starting quarterback the number one pitcher in the rotation, starting game three of the state championship in 2016. That's just – it's just the model baseball player that you want to look up to, just someone who comes to work every day and has an intention of getting better. That's a great choice. I'm going to tell you, we've been blessed. He was one of our first, by the way, when we went live nine years ago, give or take a few months. He was one of our first guests to ever come on the show, and I think that's pretty pretty neat. It's kind of a full circle for me to – to remember that young man who now, of course, is a uh, is a coach, by the way, a student uh, mm-hmm. coach over there, a uh, grad assistant coach over there in South Carolina with the Gamecocks. His uh, injuries kind of led him that way, and I like to think God's kind of pushed him in that direction because he's really good mm-hmm. with the kids. He does a lot of local camps here, and like you said, he made a heck of an impact on you. Of course, his father's the pitching coach over there at Somerville mm-hmm. High School. Coach Bridges, is uh, he, he's uh, one of the rare breeds of, of, of the world of coaching, and he will tell you, if you ask him what you think, just make sure you want to hear what you really what he thinks because he's gonna he's not gonna sugarcoat you much. Tell us a little bit about no, the no. coach here. I know you've talked to him a lot. You've known him a long time as well. When you get out of Coach Briz, a guy that's been around for a long time, he's just it's all about mentality of the game. Uh, coming in, being ready, uh, being prepared, and just giving it your all. So let's get into it real quick, Capers. You're heading to Limestone. You're going to be a Saint next year. I know you had a few other opportunities, some other things you looked at, big guy. But what made you head to Limestone? What gave you, uh, I guess, that final pull to kind of come in there and sign on the dotted line? Which congratulations, by the way. Uh, it wasn't. It seemed like just yesterday, but it's been a few months now, or at least a month or so, uh, since you signed. But what made you finally pull the trigger and decide Limestone was where you wanted to further your education and play baseball? Well, it really started over the summer. Um, I I was injured most of my junior year, and coming over the summer, I really realized that if I if I started working harder than I had, that I I can go somewhere. And I was looking at JUCOs, um, and I had actually gone to a couple camps, and I finally went to a limestone camp. Um, and I talked to the coaches before, but I didn't realize the culture there and just how great the campus is. And I love the small campus there, and it looks like something straight out of the 1850s it's a it's so beautiful it's amazing and it just I was looking at my parents going yeah this is this is it now let's talk a little bit about that major man because you're there to get an education you're just going to play a little baseball while you're there what, what are you going to do mm-hmm. when you get there what, what's your plans when you graduate kind of 
and, and I mean graduating college, okay, because we know your plans are going to limestone, and we want to hear when that day of, of arrival on campus is as well. I plan on majoring in marketing right now just because I'm, I'm honestly really good with numbers. Math isn't really my favorite subject, but it's my best subject by far. Um, and I've been – my grandpa was actually in sales, and I've really talked to him about it, and he said, you definitely have the personality to do it. So I feel like I can pursue that and make a good career out of it. No doubt about it. Live right now with a senior over there at Somerville High School. He's a green wave today, but tomorrow he'll be at St. Well, at least a line sold St. there, Capers. We're excited to have you in here, man. You and I, again, we go way back, man. And when I knew I had this set up with uh, Coach Benton coming in. And, Coach, I want to bring you in real quick. I want you to ask him a few questions as well. Now, Coach, of course, has uh, been the kicking coach over there at Oceanside. But, Coach, take a few questions out of him, bud. Yeah, but my favorite sport's always baseball. Exactly. Uh, before I came on the show, I was watching uh, Game 7 between the Cubs, my Cubs, and the uh, Cleveland Indians. Uh, I know you're a first baseman, and uh, I know the uh, first baseman for the um, Cleveland Indians was making some plays in that game and was just uh, doing all he could. You know, So I watch these guys with the big gloves who field all these tough throws and everything else. And, you know, someone who I actually visited Limestone with my stepson, uh, Gerald, and, you know, we loved it We on, on the football side. So when you were talking about, you know, it's a beautiful campus and things like that, man, it really is, you know. And, you know, it doesn't get a lot of uh, publicity in state because of Clemson and South Carolina and all that. But, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity, man. I look forward to following your career up there. Um, so one question I'd like to ask is, I, I know you were talking about your training and working on your core. Give us a little bit about that. You know, I, I know first basemen are usually the big guys. Some of them are power hitters. What are you really doing? Like, uh, give it, give us a workout. Like, what do you do, for example, tomorrow morning? You get up, you go to work on your core, you go to work out. What are you focusing on? So I'm really working on just rotational power, making sure that everything is firing at once. Um, you know, crunches, uh, Turkish sit-ups, anything and everything just to make sure that I can get around on the baseball as fast as possible. Have you, uh, what's your swing speed? Have you calculated that? Um, off the tee, the last time I checked, it's been, it's been a couple months. It was 92 off the tee. Now we're talking, man. I, you know, I followed the home run derby and these guys are, you know, in the professional league up to around, you know, close to a hundred, but, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. What are you, like 17, 18 years old? Yes, sir. Awesome, I'm man. Right well, now. keep working on it. Keep keep working on it. Uh, you know, the power and the velocity of the ball is going to travel with that speed. So you up your speed, you know, and it's really cool hearing that you're working on that core factor. I work on core with my kickers because every mm-hmm. – with the leg speed for every one mile per hour, it's the same – it's the same – science and same math with baseball for every one mile per hour you get about four to six feet travel on the ball so it's really exciting mm-hmm. to hear someone your age working on that you know i focus on that with kickers as well it's, 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 you know their leg is essentially your bat and so it's really mm-hmm. positive here that um so what else are you working on i'm really working on making sure um my arms are still getting the working legs a lot of split squats to make sure that my hamstrings are still stretched out and that just that I still have that kick in the back leg to get, make sure I still have enough power to whip the bathroom zone. 
So is uh, Limestone looking at you primarily at first base, or, you know, is it open mm-hmm. to uh, other positions or what? Um, what I was told when I when I first got there was that usually they look for somebody who can hit and just has a good all-around glove. Just because right now I play first base doesn't mean that when I get there, there's not five first basemen there and I have to switch positions. Uh, I might have to get my speed up just a little bit faster if I want to play the outfield or something. I feel like I definitely have the confidence in myself and my the ability with my glove to play any position. Okay, so you're a multi-tool guy. Uh, what, other, what other positions do you play? Uh, growing up, Richie will tell you, I was primarily a third baseman. I used to catch. Um, so I've always been at the corners, just really working on staying down on the ball and making good throws. Awesome. Well, you know, when we started this Spotlight 2020, and and I'm so thrilled that you already have a home, you know, for the next four years or whatnot at Limestone. It's a great school. Just uh, wanted to say, send our condolences. You know, if you guys don't get to play, I know you're looking forward to it. You guys had a, a heck of a lineup. You were stacked in, in many positions. You know, had a bunch of guys returning, like you were talking about, and some a great sophomore class coming up. Um just want to say that, you know, we're really proud of what you're doing. We're really supportive of what you're doing. That's part of why we started this segment. And just um, keep up working on your own, man. Uh, hopefully, you know, the, the world will come down. Maybe there's a shortened season. Maybe there's a playoff or something like that. But uh, we're really proud of you, buddy. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to following you at Limestone. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Man, I tell you what, you did a great job, man. Not nervous at all, but there's one guy, Coach Eugene, I'm going to tell you, that doesn't get nervous often, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen uh, this kid get nervous. Of course, that's Mr. Capers here. And, brother, uh, I'm proud of you. I can't tell you how much it's been fun watching you grow up as a little boy on the ball field here in Somerville to being now a grown man graduating uh, with uh, the test scores that you bring out. And, and again, watching your – your ability to work out in the weight room to, to everything before you even get to the diamond has been uh, just as exciting as watching on, on the middays and the, the weekday weekends and stuff like that playing over at Somerville. But I wish you the best of luck. Like I'm going to tell you, like I did the young lady who's going to be running track at Coastal, uh, we expect you to stay on board with us, man. We need you to be our eyes and ears over there. And uh, who knows, man, you call in from the campus over there, uh, and, and uh, give some love to Limestone while you're there. Who knows who you can maybe bring in as well. So uh, we'd love yes, to sir. keep up that, and we're going we're gonna to stay in touch with you, buddy. All right. Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure, buddy. God bless. Take care. Be safe. Yes, sir. Y'all too. There you go, guys. I tell you what, Coach, you can't beat us. This young man is a first-class guy on and off the field, uh, one of the funniest kids you'll meet. Uh, again, uh, you know, he was a solid third baseman. He was a great catcher. Like you said, I've watched him kind of do his things there, but he's an even better person than he is an athlete. If that tells you anything about a young man that gets an opportunity to play ball or any sport, the young lady, you know, when you tell the story that they're just as good, uh, if not better than the athlete they are as a person, that kind of tells you uh, the kind of individual they are. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when we're talking about his training and focusing on the next steps and his career, you know, this is a young man who didn't, come on the show to talk primarily about himself. You know, he gets shout out to those who he looks up to in the program and guys that laid the path before him. You know, he, he gave shout outs to the younger guys, the sophomores who, you know, his season may be canceled as a senior, but he's giving shout outs to these guys who 
have a couple years left behind him, man. And that just shows the family. That shows what the coaches have instilled in him, his parents as well, you know, and just uh, he's a believer of the program. He's a believer in, in, in what they're doing in Somerville. You know, it was a very nice shout-out to the fans, the parents, the people that come out and support them. And like he said, you know, when you come out onto that field and you look up at the stands and you see a packed house, that's support, that's love. You know, and I'm sure he's going to miss it. I'm sure he's missing this season right now. You know, he'd be playing two or three games a week, and and it's it's you know it's it's painful, it's hurtful, it's disappointing. But you know, in the times we are, but thankfully this young man's been blessed with an opportunity to compete for four more years. You know, his career's not done. You know, the uh, the the story's not written yet. You know, he still has four more years to get better, do some big things, and hopefully one day you might see this guy in the league. You never know. Well, you know, you get stories like this, and like I said, I've, I've been blessed enough to get to know this young man, of course, off the field and around, and, and just to see all the things that he's been able to kind of do. It, it's been it's been fun to watch. You know, again, I hate to see, you know, all of these athletes with the opportunities that they've been given, and I'm thankful that the first two guests we've had, by the way, are, are ready to roll. They're going to do whatever they're doing in high school. They're going to take it to the next level. So, for me um, – you know, I'm excited that to continue this opportunity to get coaches on, to get players on, to talk about, you know, what they're doing. How are they handling the class of uh, 2020s, handling this transition? Again, these kids came in in 9-11. Most of them were born during the 9-11 era. And here they go finishing their high school years with, with this whole COVID-19 thing. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's an interesting conversation. You know, I, I've had a chance to uh, talk to a handful of athletes today. We're trying to set this thing up. So that we're bouncing around to different schools. Now, of course, you know, uh, we, we do have a, a program change here. Sean Taylor, he is the baseball player at St. James, committed to Coker. He's going to join us at another date, but that opened the door for another young man to come in here, and that is the coastal track coach, who, by the way, was listening in to his, soon to, his, his future athlete who's going to be joining him uh, over there. And that's, of course, uh, Coach Goodman is going to be checking in with us here in uh, top of the hour. And uh, the power of social media and now live radio, we're able to check in with the track coach, which to me, Eugene, is different. You know, we talked to football coaches. We talked to basketball and baseball and softball and maybe a few other coaches. But to get a track coach in here, man, it just is just another opportunity for us to get into another mind of how do they recruit, what do they look for, and how are they staying involved with these athletes right now during this situation. You know, exactly, and it was exciting to see that he was following along and, and retweeting for Coastal, and, um, and and that's what the Senior Spotlight's about. You know, for for these athletes we've interviewed so far, you know, they have a college opportunity. They have, you know, the next three to four years that uh, they know where they're going and, and some that may be coming on the next week still looking for that home. And it's about building that relationship and that platform for uh, for what we do, but for the athletes. And, uh, you know, he followed me on Twitter as well and was just like, you know, hey, I love all you're doing and uh, sent me a message. And that was really cool and said that, um, you know, I told him, I said, we need to hook up that race. And so I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to bet on her. I think she can take Kenny. I've seen Kenny run because Kenny <laughs> ran with the girls. So I think I'm going right. to bet on her, man. <laughs> so I'm going to put my money on her, win or lose. I think she's got it. I like, I love her moxie. Although uh, Kenny's got yeah. a couple uh, year ahead of her training with the SEC, but uh, I'm gonna put my money on her. But um, you know, I'm gonna it, put my money on her because I think Kenny's smart fun. enough to know that he's not gonna beat her. I mean, the, the smart move is like, <laughs> even if you can beat her, bro, you might want to pull back a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, it, it, it was powerful, and I hope Kenny's listening up in Knoxville um, or, or if he's back at home um, being safe that, uh, you know, she gave him much love and respect. You know, that's somebody that she looked up to who's now at the next level. She's going to be going on to the next level. But the coach at Coastal following us and, and uh, you know, hearing the story, you know, hopefully that opens up the platform for some other athletes, you know, maybe – Maybe he tunes in to pick someone someone else up. Um, and that's what we're doing here for the 2020 Spotlight, man. It, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great creation. And we're just blessed to have this platform for these kids and get them out there, man. It, it's an awesome thing. No doubt about it. So if you are a coach or you're a mom or dad or you're an athlete, you're a student athlete, you're 2020, this doesn't just mean high school. This means college as well. Yes. We do focus a lot on the high school and the college. That's kind of our thing. And we understand that the high school kids aren't getting another opportunity to come back. I don't think they want to come back, not like college. Uh, it's a different ballgame. But if you are someone or you know someone and you would like to get them on our show to talk about that senior season, because here at Southern Sports Central, we want to give you a voice. We want to give you an opportunity where they don't just read about you or see you on TV. We want them to hear your voice and your opportunity to speak about yourself and your teammates and your experience at your high schools, because that's important. This is something that you'll look back on. I know I do a lot of times, uh, and I remember, when did I learn how to get through tough days? And it was my days at Tocacy. It was the days where, you know, we weren't, we weren't as good as we could have been, or maybe just not as good as the guys on the other side, and that happens sometimes. But through adversity comes character, comes opportunity, and comes a chance to kind of prove that you got what it takes, and you can learn from those things. So, you know, I look at days like today, even though it's, it's a weird deal, but yet we're giving an opportunity to get an, an individual recognized. And we do appreciate the athletes that have joined us. We have a few more going to join us in hour number two, but we got to go to break because when we come back, we're going to Coastal Carolina, man. We're going to ball at the beach with one of their coaches on the track side of life. So we're going to do that when we come back, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yub alongside the coach, Eugene Benton, here live with you for another two solid hours. That's right, two solid hours of Southern Sports Central. And a Sunday night is a huge kickoff to our special. It is a Sunday spotlight. 2020, 2020 is what we're highlighting here. We've had two incredible athletes, one young lady who's a track star on the Grand Strand, and she's going to keep that talent on the beach. And she'll be, I don't know, balling at the beach, but she'll definitely be running at the beach. And she's going to be heading to Coastal Carolina. That's Dermatia Arnold, a Sockacy High School class of 2020. Then we came back up here near the studio to Somerville where we had Capers Manaroli joined us here, and he talked to him about his commitment to going to Limestone, where he'll be a Saint this time next year. But meanwhile, the anticipation of maybe getting into, of course, a final season. Not sure if it's going to happen, but we added these two interviews. We were able to catch up with the coach who is now joining us live all the way on the Grand Strand over there at Coastal Carolina. Of course, uh, he's a track coach, so this is the first time we've had a track coach on here with us, and we're excited to talk to Coach Goodman. Coach, welcome to Southern Sports Central. Hi, guys. How are you doing? It's a pleasure, man. We're doing great, man. Glad to have you in here, Coach, and uh, to have that opportunity to get in here. Your girl did good, by the way. I don't know if she's in many radio, and I don't think she's done many, but uh, she she sounded good, man. I think she runs better than she does that, but she's got a future in radio. Oh, for sure. I, when she came on the visit, she didn't say a word, so I was surprised hearing her talk so much. Yes, no, no doubt, no doubt. So tell us a little bit about you. Where, How long have you been over at Coastal Carolina? I'm from Myrtle Beach, by the way. I went to Sackett. I was class of 97. And, uh, you know, back then they didn't have a football team. That might have changed my direction before I decided to go where I went to college. But uh, tell us about the Shawnee Clears and, 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 Coach, kind of get into the season a little bit. It was cut short. Campus has been kind of shut down. But um, uh, get us up to date over there with the Shawnee Clears. So I got over here in around August, late August. And um, it was kind of a whirlwind. Uh, it was my first job coaching my own team I was over at UT Arlington so it's over in the same conference as Coastal um, track wise they don't have a football team over there but they're decent at basketball so it was a little bit of a whirlwind you know getting used to knowing the kids and figuring out what their strengths are what the weaknesses are but we had a pretty good year Um, one of our freshmen Melissa Jefferson she's from um, Carver's Bay about 45 minutes away she was newcomer of the year freshman of the year in the indoor season, then we had um, Kashawn Limehouse. He's from South Carolina as well, and he, at one time he was ranked top 15 in the nation in the short hurdle. So we had a really good year. Um, just sad we didn't get to finish it off. Live right now with a coach over the Shawnee Clears with Coastal Carolina. Coach Carl Goodman joins us all the way from the Grand Strands of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, first time track coach joining the show. Looking forward to Coach. I feel like we're going to kind of make this a regular thing if it's okay with you, but uh, you got a little bit of an accent. I'm not sure if Myrtle Beach is hometown to you. Are you are you originally from Myrtle, or, or, or give me your background and uh, what, where, what brought you to Myrtle Beach? Oh, I'm I'm from England originally. I came over to America to run track, and yeah, I'd love to I'd love to be on the show more often so I can talk about the kids that we got coming in and the kids that we got. Um, I ended up I had an interview with Coach Sandy during the summer and I love the place I mean like you said earlier it's a beautiful place and it's easy to recruit to and I thought yeah this this can work for me by the beach good weather all year round it's not like England rainy I can make that happen 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Like I said, I grew up right there in Surfside Beach, so I'm very familiar with the with the wind and the weather and, and, and all the good things. It's easy. It, it can't be. Is it that hard, Coach, to recruit over Myrtle Beach? I used to tell them all the time growing up in, in the 90s when I was in high school, I'd say, man, if you guys would just put a campus, you know, over, uh, put a football over here on campus, it, it, it couldn't be too hard to get anybody. But when it goes out to recruiting, you know, is it kind of a, a little easier deal because you are located up there on the Grand Strand in Myrtle Beach? Man, it's it's the dream, really. Uh, the kids that we signed this year, it's just incredible. We signed some of the best kids in the nation, and Tyler Graves, Shanae Bellamy, Kayla Sweeney. There's like we signed nearly 25 kids this year. Um, about a good 10, 15 of them are all ranked in the top 25 in the nation of their class. I I couldn't imagine getting all those kids before I got here if I was at another school, but just school, the coaching staff, the environment, it sells itself. And I can talk a little bit, and um, I think I can coach, so it helps out a lot <laughs> when you've got the environment, you know, you've got some good weather, and it's 80 degrees in October, November, and you've got kids coming on a visit, it makes it easy sell. Yeah, it definitely is, and it's a beautiful campus. I've watched Coastal really develop since the days that they broke away from the University of South Carolina now having their own identity and continues to grow. I'm very close to, of course, uh, Everett Sands. He comes on the show. He's a big-time contributor here on Southern Sports Central, part of the football program. Uh, one of my former high school baseball coaches, Mark Roaches, is, is, I believe, still in the athletic uh, department over there with you guys as well. There's just a lot of family-friendly deal. And no matter how big Coastal gets, talk about that family unity that you guys have. And, and no matter how many buildings you add to the campus, it still has a small town or a small college feel to it. Yeah, that was the thing that I was really shocked about when I first got here. Um, I'm a man who's just used to everything being fast-paced. You know, I go to a coffee shop. It's like, I want this. I get it there and then. But as soon as I touched Coastal's campus, I realized, you know, it was a really good environment for the kids because, you know, I'd walk to the Starbucks or I'd go on campus and I'd ask for a coffee or I'd ask for you know, whatever it was, and now asking, how are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. What's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> um, so it was like, as soon as I met the people on campus and then I started bringing recruits in, I just knew it was a perfect fit for myself. And then plus the athletes I was trying to bring in here because the biggest thing was, you know, Jamesha, Kanaya, we got a girl called Kamari who's coming in. They're all local kids. So that's the hardest sell. Um, selling something which is so close to your home showing them that they can still have a college experience and run like division one level track but only being 20 minutes 10 minutes maybe 30 minutes away from home that was the one which i knew when we pulled those ones off um i could get anyone here and that's coach mike coach sandy coach ben we all pulled in some really great athletes this year and previous years as well Live right now with the coach over there at Coastal Carolina, Shauna Clear. He is the assistant over there with the sprints. Coach Carl Goodman joins us here live on the Tent Farm Hotlines. And, again, students, athletes, listen, if you don't believe that your coaches in college and high school aren't following you on social media, you know how Coach Goodman found out about us? Well, his soon-to-be future star, Jermaine Arnold who was on here with us just at the top of the hour in hour one, tweeted it out. So he's following on Twitter. Now all of a sudden, here it is. An hour later, he joins us. So, Coach, talk to us about something that you said was interesting 
uh, I want to get into as well. But let's talk about social media. And it was really an honor. And like Coach Eugene, I'm going to let him come in in a minute as well. But for you to connect with us so quick and then be willing to put down whatever you, you're doing to come in here and talk sports and athletes and, and, and just the entire picture of what it's all about, what we do and what you guys do. But tell us how important social media is and how much do you watch your athletes and the recruits that you're recruiting? I think the way I use social media um, is really to promote all the athletes that we're getting here or I've got already. Um, like a lot of people – I'm not a big social media guy. Um, like I've got a Twitter, I've got Instagram, I've got a Facebook, but I really realize, you know, with this generation, the way I'm going to connect with them and, you know, get a hold of them quicker. And, you know, I try calling athletic directors, teachers, all types of people and we're getting no responses. And I just realized I just got to use the tools, which all these kids are using. So I use it quite a lot. And, I check up on them, see how they're doing. A lot of them will tweet their races or um, tweet funny videos, which I'll laugh at or whatnot. But it's a good little background check um, because, you know, when you speak into a lot of high school coaches, they'll tell you, yeah, this kid is the best athlete. They're so respectful. They're so responsible. Da, 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 da. And then you'll hop on their social media and you'll see something a little different. So, um I use it as a little background check. Um, and then along with that, I just harness it to promote the athletes and the kids that we got because track and field is like a minority sport. It's not football. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. So if I'm not going to promote the kids, no one else is going to. So um, our staff as a whole try and use that as a tool to promote our athletes and show the good things that they're doing, promote their successes you know, all of that type of good stuff. Live right now with one of the track coaches over there, Coastal Carolina. They ball at the beach. They also run at the beach as well. Of course, Coach Goodman joins us now over here on the Tent Farm Hotlines up there on the Grand Strand. It's only shut down for now, but trust me, it'll be up and running and thriving here very, very, very soon. Uh, Coach Eugene, let me bring you in here real quick. I know you had a few questions. Yeah, one thing I, w I just want to say, Coach Goodman, thanks for reaching out, man. Uh, it's great to hear from you. It's great to hear from the colleges, you know, that want to uh, support and bring these athletes in. But, you know, as you just mentioned, you know, your platform is to help promote these athletes. Anytime that Southern Sports Central can help you do that, we're here. You know, that's what the platform is about. Uh, we just want to partner with you uh, as, a, as a track coach and doing all you're doing. Because what you're doing is, is promoting these athletes. You're helping these athletes to achieve on, on the track field or – or on the track or in the indoor track, uh, as you said, and then the classroom. That's what we're here for. We want to partner with you. We want to be, you know, we want to help get your message out. So anytime or anything we can do for you, just let us know to help promote these athletes, you know, whether they're from Carver's Bay, Sox City, or from around the country or around the globe. That's what we're here to do. Um, so tell us about the uh, shutdown. I know you mentioned the uh, indoor was going really well. And you had some really good athletes. Um, what are you doing during the shutdown? Um, what are you doing to connect with your athletes and and get them prepared? You know for the uh, for the upcoming season. I know this season may be kind of shut down, but you know your indoor will be starting back up. So what are you doing to connect with your athletes? I mean, the biggest thing I'm trying to do is you know keep their spirits high, make sure they know that you know 
even though during these dark times there's going to be an end to it and we're going to come out the other side in a strong way. So I'll reach out to them. I'll call them up. We've got group messages with our with our sprints group, with our distance group, and we'll check in, see how they're doing. You know, a lot of the kids will say, yeah, I'm good. But you can kind of hear in their voice, you know, things aren't going quite well. Um, so I, I made a video of me doing a little workout and sent that over to the kids, try and motivate them, and I got a bunch of videos back. Um, obviously, there's a lot of rules in the NCAA with, you know, workouts during times where, um, it's voluntary and stuff like that. So there's only so much I can do to, you know, motivate them. And t- I can't really tell them what they should be doing, but I can suggest things that they can be doing. Um, so may- really the main thing right now is I'm just trying to keep them there mentally, you know, keep them there focused. And, you know, when I- we have to break the news to them that the season was over, I was tearing up. I was crying in front of them and, you, if you ask any of the kids, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a badass when it comes to, you know, telling them what to do. Get on the track. Let's go. We've got to run. We've got to do this. But when I saw their faces and I had to tell them, you know, the season's over after all the hard work they put in, it, it's tough. It's tough. So just making sure that they're mentally and their families are safe and they're safe is the main thing which I'm doing right now. Live right now with the track coach, one of many of the track coaches over there, Coach. Carl Goodman joins us from Coastal Carolina. He takes care of the sprints, hurdles, 800 meters, and a few other things around the campuses there. You said something earlier before I get you out of here, Coach, and I want to applaud you, first of all, for staying home, recruiting home, and and not just uh, Jermaisha, who just joined us, but you mentioned some other uh, individuals who are part of your uh, recruiting tour as well. But, you know, there's a lot of times these universities, they do go outside, and, and we wonder why. Well, maybe it is hard to recruit, to get somebody to stay in their own backyard. Like you mentioned, the recruiting process is, is a little different because you have, to, you have to basically sell them that you're still getting a college experience, even though you might be 20 to 30 minutes away from your front door. Tell me a little bit about some of the biggest hurdles, and, and no pun intended here being a track coach, but some of the biggest hurdles that you guys have faced with recruiting, not only in-state, but in your own city limits. Um, I think the toughest challenge I had this year was you know sometimes we're going up against schools like Clemson South Carolina and what can we do for those kids which um, those schools can't and I always say to them is you know sometimes at those bigger programs you can get lost because it's a conveyor belt but what I'm gonna do for you is give you everything I've got every hour in the day to give to these kids like I'll be, we'll be at the weight room at 6 a.m. and I won't be done till 10 p.m. at night some days during the fall because it's either recruiting, checking up on kids' families who we're bringing in, um, you know, the kids that I've got on the roster already. Um, This is my dream job. This is my passion. So when the kids get in front of me, Coach Mike, Coach Sandy, Coach Ben, they realize what we can do for them compared to other schools. So I think it's a special, special thing that we're building over here. Um, And the talent that we brought in, the talent that we got on the team, the mentality of the kids that we got, when the kids come come on the visit and see the kids, see their workouts, because we're very open. We say, look, come to the track. They come to the track on the visit. I don't say... I don't shelter our athletes from the recruits and we don't keep them in a certain place. We just say, look, 
speak to them. The family speaks to all the athletes, all the coaches, and it's very open door policy. And as soon as they see that we got nothing to hide, and that we're all about the success of the athletes, not just on an athletic standpoint, but from an academic standpoint, and we're trying to get the best out of them for their future, so they can help provide for their families and move on to the next level and everything. It's really hard for the kids to say no. Live right now with one of the coaches over there with the Shanta Clears on the track and field side of life. Coach Carl Goodman joins us over here on the Kent Farm Hotline here, top of the hours. Yes, up on the Grand Strand. They ball at the beach, they run at the beach, and most importantly, they learn on the beach here. Of course, uh, the Shanta Clears uh, have done that in many ways. They're very successful in almost everything they put their hands on. Uh, and, Coach, I'm going to tell you, I, I kind of, with the gyms closing down, it kind of forced me to take a different avenue. And being a former pitcher in the high school and in the college levels, running is something that we had to do for endurance to help us get through those long innings and, and to try to make us a little bit more of a valuable asset, in, 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 I would say, in, in dire times. That being said, I, I kind of started running again in February. Now, that uh, led me to finally run. I don't know if you've ever rid, rode, uh, ran excuse me, the Charleston Bridge here, uh, the Ravenel, but I did it last Sunday, a week ago today. And, man, you run five miles on a bridge. It's definitely different than running five miles on the beach. But, you know, what is it about these athletes? And, you know, the hardest part for me of running four miles a day, which I do six days a week, is running that first mile, and then I'm good. But these kids love to run. This is just what they do. I mean, it's almost insanity for some other athletes. <laughs> I mean, I'm the type of coach, we're not out here running miles. Um, we're sprinters, we're hurdlers, even the 800 people, it's all speed-based. So props to you for running your miles because you're not going to catch me running any five miles anytime soon. Um, uh, props to you. Um, a, lot of th- a lot of the things, there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, runners and um, sprinters. I'm all about speed-based, strength-based training. Um, so our kids aren't ever out there really running miles unless, uh, you know, the distance runners. Um, so I, I can't really give you any tips on the five miles and the four miles because I'm not going out there to run any four or five miles anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Coach, let me ask you this before I get you out of here. So you've got a recruit out there right now listening. He, she, they don't know where they want to go to college. Tell me, Coastal Carolina, why should they come be a shine and clear? Why should they come and finish – four years and get their education and, and, and do what they love to do with you? I think the facilities are great. Um, you know, you've got this, the weather compared to other places, some of the best weather in the in the country. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. But more than anything is you've got that family environment. You know, you've got Coach Sandy. She's the boss. She's the director of the program. I like to call her the boss. Um, Coach Mike, Coach Ben. We're really in this to see the the best of the athletes and we leave our egos at the side. So you're always going to get the best out of us. You can always come to us asking questions about life, track, academics. We're going to try to find the best answer for you. You know, I'm not, I'm not so arrogant that I think I know all the answers and I will find out the answer for you, whether it's from a family standpoint a track standpoint, academic standpoint, we'll go the extra mile where other schools and other people don't have the time or or the commitment to the process. Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate not only you, but your entire group of guys and girls that run the track program and all the coaches that give the hours away from your family and just giving the time to other individuals to make them better, to make them great. 
And, uh, again, it doesn't go unnoticed here at Southern Sports Central. I appreciate you. I hope you're staying safe. And uh, I will be back at Coastal, by the way, here shortly. Coach and I, we make a good bit of trips up there with that being my hometown and a college in my backyard. I, I look forward to catching up with you. And, hey, who knows, maybe we can come up there and do a live show and uh, get you to be a part of it uh, for three hours as well. Oh, 100%. And I'm sure some of my athletes would love to be a part of that. Well, I'm going to invite them right now. If you have any athlete that you would love to come on this show, we're live today, which is Sunday, of course, Tuesday and Thursday. So uh, Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday, if you have anybody, call me. I'll, I'll shoot you my number directly on an inbox. But uh, let's get your athletes on here. Let's talk some track, man. Let's get, them, uh, let's get them heard. I love it. Anything we can do to help out, we'd love to. Definitely appreciate it. And we signed two top ten in the nation herders this year, so. I'm sure they would want to be on it, and they're both South Carolina born and raised. Well, thank you very much. We're going to connect with you for sure. God bless. Take care. We'll see you on the other side, Coach. Thanks again for everything. Take care. Bye. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Coastal Carolina, the campus of the Shana Clears. They're on track, Coach, one of many, they say, there. Of course, uh, Coach Carl Goodman joins us there uh, for about a good solid 21 minutes to talk about why Coastal, why be a Shana Clear, why go in – and, and, and take in what they're putting out. Uh, again, I, I've had the opportunity to be on that campus numerous times. Uh, Eugene, I'm going to bring you back in here. We'll stay live with you until about uh, 727. We'll go to break, and then we're going to go back to a few student athletes here uh, as we'll get uh, mic'd up and ready to roll with two soccer players over at Somerville. They're going to join us to talk about uh, playing soccer at the Ville. And, of course, uh, Eugene, Great interview. Of course, I knew the accent. He wasn't from Horry County. That was a given, but uh, what a great guy. Can't wait to get uh, in there a little bit more with these athletes on the track and field and uh, get these two uh, individuals he's talking about being top ten uh, in the state. Yeah, and I noticed when he requested us on uh, Twitter, he had the uh, British flag, you know, tagged to his name, but it wasn't until he started speaking you could get the uh, accent. But uh, what a great guy. And he, he saw the opportunity, like he said, he came over to the U.S. to run track, and he's doing his best not only to give back to Coastal, but to give back to these kids, to promote the kids not only on the, on the track and support them in their goals, but in the classroom. And here's a guy who, who pledged, it doesn't matter time or day, you know, let me mentor you. Let me help you achieve your dreams, your goals. You know, he, he made sacrifices himself. And I'm sure the travel and coming over. And uh, this is a guy willing to give back. He's a great ambassador for that university, man. Um, you know, and I'm sure they see that as well. That's probably why they hired him. Um, looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to cover some track things. You know, I, I did not run track. I'm not a very fast individual. Um, but it, it's always fun to, to get out and see these kids compete. Um, whether it be high school or collegiate level, and looking forward to the partnership. It sounds like he's very receptive to bringing us in, and that's what we do, you know, creating that platform. You know, if we can help promote some kids, get them to the next level, whether it be college or, or high school, you know, it's pretty exciting, and it's pretty exciting to meet people like um, like Coach and uh, to get to know him. And, um, man, he's, he's a very genuine dude who's just all around, you know, let me help you not only coach you on the field, but coach you in life. And that's a big part. You know, I remember taking the tour with uh, at Coastal a couple of years ago back when, um, you know, the, the former coach was there, the head coach. And, uh, you know, it was all about life skills. 
Boxall just wanted to, you know, it was kind of a, a mantra on campus with let me help you as a coach get you to the next level. And not and that is the college level they're already in, so the next level is life, you know, being an adult, being a, a contributing member of society. And he just bought into that, and, uh, you know, he's a very genuine guy, and I look forward to it, man. I look forward to having him on the show in the future. I look forward to getting up there and seeing what they're doing, you know, firsthand and just being a part of it, man. He's a great guy. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and it's a lot of fun here to have the opportunity to, to talk to so many great coaches. Actually, earlier today, uh, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Wilson's head football coach. Wilson High School is in Florence, in the outlying area of Florence. And, you know, he and I just kind of caught up a little bit. I hadn't talked in a while. He gave me a shout. And, of course, we kind of went through some conversations today and about just how they're handling things. And, you know, for coaches, you know, these guys, yes, they, they, they coach and girls, of course, they coach their athletes on the track and on the field. But, you know, it's a lot deeper conversation than that. You heard he said, you know, if, if they have something that they need to take care of, be it on the track or, or in the classroom or maybe it's a family issue, I might not have the answers, but I'm going to get you the answers. And I thought that was kind of a first-class answer uh, when he mentioned that as well. Oh, yeah, and that shows his commitment not only to the school and the program and, and winning, but to the athletes, you know, themselves individually. No matter what's going on, let me help you. You know, let me be your coach not only on the field but in life. And uh, it's a heck of a commitment, you know, and it shows his character. It shows the, you know, the program character, the school character. And when he said that, it's just like, wow. You know, here's a guy that's like, no matter what's going on in your life, you know, I'm not here to just win games or, or win track meets or that. I'm here to win you. I'm here to develop you as a person not just as an athlete, but as a person. And that's very powerful. You know, for 16-, 17-year-old kids who are making decisions where they want to go to college and, you know, who they want to be coached by, here's a guy that, you know, as, as a parent, you know, you'd want to send your kid. Hey, you know, this guy is going to be there for four years with my kid, you know, and uh, he's just a very genuine dude. And, you know, as a, as a parent, your kid may not reach out to you all the time with everything going on, but a coach has sometimes develops that or, you know, grows that personal relationship, and that's someone, you, you know, as a parent, you might want to trust your kid to. So if there's any athletes out there considering Coastal, you know, you might want to talk to Coach Carl because he's, he's a very good guy, and, uh, you know, he's got your best interest at heart, not only on the on, as, you know, winning track meets, but in the classroom and in life in general. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, now we're looking forward to the next chapter here is we're going to change gears and get back to some of our student athletes. I got to take a quick break because I got two young ladies and they don't, they're not going to keep them waiting long. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We'll get these ladies in here to clean up the show a bit here. Of course, we're going to be joined by two seniors from Somerville High School as we get back to the green wave and we'll head into the soccer field. Uh, another run in sport. Uh, these guys run for fun. It's amazing to me that fun and run go together, but uh, we'll talk to uh, Ms. Bryn Barusa and, of course, Emma Sipple. They're going to join us here next right here on Southern Sports Central as we're coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, guys. Hang tight. When this old world starts getting me down And people are just too much for me to face I climb way up to the top of the stairs And all my cares just drift right into space. 
Alongside the coach Eugene Benton, we're live here on Southern Sports Central. I'm coming to you live from the factory studios. Of course, the factory, the actual factory, the weight room, if you will, is located at 5913 Loftus Road over there in Hanahan, South Carolina. And of course, uh, well, the coach is hanging out at Park Circle, so uh, the factory's in between us. So it's kind of a nice happy medium. But we'll get in there and do a live show once the governor opens us up completely, at least in the weight room, and boy, I tell you, it's going to kind of be a lot like New Year's Day, man. There's going to be so many people locked and loaded in the gym. Oh, my God, it's going to be packed. Oh, it could be interesting, but we'll see. We'll wait and see, but we do have to head over to the Tent Farm Hotlines, where, without further ado, we bring in the ladies back onto the show here as we head over to Somerville, South Carolina, to the high school, where these uh, young ladies, I'm going to tell you, Coach Eugene, I watch a lot of of uh, athletes run and walk and exercise in that weight room, which is one of the most state-of-the-art weight rooms in the state over at Somerville. But nobody, I mean nobody, other than maybe, well, I don't want to say that because I'm going to get some coaches upset at Somerville. But Coach Baggett's got it going on. I mean, she has had these girls running. They even run in their sleep. If you ever see, you know, you see sometimes when you're, you're in your sleep, you kind of, your feet are still moving. You wake up, you're like, man, I feel like I just ran a marathon. Well, that's what these girls are doing. So without further ado, I am going to bring them in. Let's bring in Miss Bryn Brusso and, of course, Emma Sipple. Uh, ladies, welcome to Southern Sports Central. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're really excited well, to be on today. Well, this is awesome. It's a Sunday. It's the same as Monday, which is going to feel like Tuesday. You guys have been on spring break, best spring break ever. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, it started off with a tornado on Monday, right? I mean, oh, yeah. this has definitely been the most weirdest year. I mean, we've had it. Let's, let's put it in perspective, ladies, right? You guys practice your bejeebies off all throughout the of the off season. Then you come in, and by the way, I watched you guys uh, in the world's coldest soccer meet. I think it was against Cane Bay. It was freezing cold. It was miserable, but I was there the whole time. And uh, me and Coach Little, and um, God, it was it was cold. But uh, that being said, then we went and watched the world's hottest one. I think you guys played Wanda, and uh, of course, Wanda's got you know they're pretty good at soccer too. You guys are both good together, but. Um, before we talk about those two matches that I had a chance to watch firsthand, if I'm not mistaken, it was Wando. But um, since then, we've been we've come to a complete stop. 
Then all of a sudden we had an earthquake. Now we've had a tornado, right? And now we're in a tri- we're, we're actually in a tornado watch right now because of the storms that are going to be coming through tonight. But um, let, let's start off with you, Bryn, first. Uh, class of 2020 ending the way that you could only never imagine, right? Yeah, um, it's definitely been weird. It's not how any of us thought the season would be starting or ending, frankly. But um, just because we're not able to play soccer, I think it's done a lot for us. I think we're still, like, growing together as a team, um, even if that is through Zoom meetings and TikTok and everything. Um, But it's been good. I think it's taught us to just be determined and keep our hopes up. All right, Emma, so give us your side of the story. What, what, What say you? Yeah, I definitely agree with Brand. It's been um it's been hard for me, you know. I love going to practice every day and then having to do things on my own, it's tougher. I like to have my teammates push me and stuff and so it's just been difficult and it's been different too, especially with online school and getting Coach Baggett's text every day, um, you know, with our workouts that we're supposed to do. It's just been difficult and definitely different. Nobody expected this, especially with the tornado and the corona and everything that's been happening. It's just difficult. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's definitely been a different different situation. But you ladies made a great, I think it was TikTok videos. I mean, it, this has been quite a, a challenging time. But, I mean, make a little fun with the toilet paper, kicking it around and, and all of that. It got to be quite famous. Um, yeah. I'll go back to you, Emma, since I, since I, led, with, uh, I led just a minute ago with Bryn. But uh, what, what kind of thrived that conversation and where did it come from as far as getting that video made? Oh, yeah. So I know that we had saw like some like videos on TikTok and stuff like that. And then Kayla, one of our teammates reached out and was like, hey, you know, I think we should make this video. And so I was like, of course, like, that's a great idea. It's going to get everyone together. So we just went ahead and made it. And I know that um, Live 5, you know, um, we FaceTimed with them, told us what, what was happening. And we just really wanted to get everyone together and to be able to see everyone and just to let everyone know that we're here for each other during this time. All right, Lab, right yes. now with two of the great soccer players here, of course, uh, with Somerville High School. They're checking in. They're in the class of 2020, and they're doing great things across the board. Uh, I'm going to go back over here to you now, Bryn. Tell me about this workout. I'm telling you what, Coach Baggett has worked you ladies, it seems like, the day before school. We won't even get to the first day of school because it seems like every time I was in the weight room, so were you guys. You guys were in there, and you're working out, and you're putting all the work in. You're watching the footwork and all the agility things that she had you guys doing. But you could see it paying off in the matches that I was able to watch or the games I was able to match, watch with you guys. Tell us about that workout and, and how it's made you not only stronger in the weight room but stronger in on the field and then off the field and, and other things that you've done out there uh, in your day-to-day life. Yeah, so um, Coach Baggett's workouts this year were definitely a change of pace for us at Somerville. Um, for the past three years, um, it's been just a lot of cardio, but she had us in the weight room, which I know was a struggle, at least for me and for a few other girls <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't used to those reps. Um, but <laughs> I think more than the weight room is, she coach Baggett really pushes us to go the extra mile right at the end like right when you feel you're about to quit so it'd be in the weight room and then we'd go for a run at the end um which I think taught me definitely that you can do more than you think you're able to it was that the mental component that she really makes sure that we each know that we're stronger than we think we are 
Yeah, I would agree with you. You know, it was earlier today that I actually saw a few things, and, and, and that is that you see a lot of the athletes right now, and, and not just in Somerville, but you're seeing a lot of other athletes staying in, in touch together, working out together, kind of getting things, uh, I would say, all in hand. But it was a tweet earlier that I put out concerning about coaches that, that they push you to the limit, right? They push you to the limit, and then they push you a little bit further. Tell us a little bit about that, and I'm going to give you the quote real quick, and and I'm going to go back to you, Emma, on this one. But it says, when you need to stretch people to help them achieve their full potential, the most powerful way to do this is by having the courage to say, I believe in you. These are four words that constitute the most inspirational message a leader can convey. Of course, that was by the famous Bill Walsh, and I kind of can hear Coach Baggett telling you that, Emma. Tell me your thoughts on that quote and, and of course, uh, something like that when it comes to what you guys have done over some of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coach Baggett has made the world of a difference in our team. Um, The past three years, you know, it's not been where we wanted it to be. We've had, you know, the players and we've had the skill. We just haven't been there. Um, But Coach Baggett has come in and she has made the, like, the world of a difference. We do our workouts. We're as a team. We do team dinners. And we're just, like, she just pushes us um, to be our best selves. I know for me personally, um, she pushes me – so hard and I'm so grateful for that and I think that that's just made a difference in our team and we've really stepped it up and I know this season um, we were going to do really well and we are hoping to do really well once this um, all settles back in but she has been such a leader and other people on our team have stepped up because she's been able to push us harder and I think as a team we've just gone to the next step. All right, so I'm gonna. Uh, I've got a surprise for you. If it works out, I've got a big surprise for you, ladies, before we get you off the air with us. But I'm gonna go back, uh, of course, now to Bren. Now, Bren, tell me thoughts. Uh, you, you've been coming to Somerville day in and day out. You couldn't wait to get out. Now you're out, by the way, and, and not sure you're gonna go back in. <laughs> that being said, you, you know, give me that moment. Something that Somerville High School has produced for you that you'll always look back, and, and it could be this year, or it could be all the way back to the first day you walked on campus, something that you're going to remember uh, at your time at Somerville High School as you're part of that class of 2020. I think really just, like, some of the friendships that I've formed over the years at Somerville will have really made their mark. Like, um, like I said, like, each girl on the soccer team is such a, like, different, amazing person, and each are so strong in their own ways. So I think it's more about the people that I'll remember at Somerville that like just smiling at team dinners, like when we're all together, just how amazing each of those girls have been on the soccer team and what it's done for me for the past four years. All right. Let me ask your teammate on the other side here. Give me your thoughts. (laughs) Now, guys, for who may not know, Somerville is the second largest high school in the state. So for what you're hearing and that response means the world, I would imagine, to our athletic director, uh, Brian Rutherford, uh, all, all the way to Mr. Farrell, the principal, and, and all of our students and our, excuse me, our faculty there, along with our coach, Baggett, who is your head coach there on the soccer field. But, uh, you know, let's go to your teammate. What's the thought for you when it comes to uh, something you'll remember about Somerville High School and being part of that 2020 class? Um, for me, it's definitely soccer. You know, um, after high school, I don't plan to pursue um, pay, playing college soccer. So being able to have these memories and um, building relationships yeah. with my teammates and all that, it really um, has made a difference for me, and it's taught me so many life lessons, and I'm just grateful to have been able to play on varsity the last four years and just to really be a part of the Green Wave family. So let me stay with you real quick. What's the plans for you? I know, uh, you know you've got a few things in the works here, but, you know, first of all, ladies, if, if college is in your future, 
you're living in the present right now because this is college. For somebody who had to go and was mm-hmm. – I, I played sports in college, you know, they, they already got your money. I hate to tell you this. They're not going to care <laughs> like your teachers in Somerville care. They already got paid. They're good. And I don't mean that really because your, your professors, actually, they do care about you. But at the end of the day, you're an adult and, and you're handled this. And, and with that being said, um, what, what's the plan for you uh, going forward in the next three to four years? And, and once you graduate, be it uh, in the next couple of months or, or maybe uh, a graduation that maybe they have to postpone to a little later. Um, so for me, I got in, um, accepted into the teaching fellows program at Charleston Southern. Um, so I will be pursuing a degree in early childhood education. And um, for me during the summer, I'm a summer camp counselor at the YMCA. So I just plan to, you know, work with the kids all summer and then go to CSU in the fall, hopefully. And um, I'll be a teaching fellow and I will just be pursuing becoming an educator. Are you going to coach? Is that something that you're thinking about maybe getting and kind of following the footsteps of uh, your coach baggage? Um, I would love to coach. I mean, I have, I've coached um, rec leagues um, at Cathedral Church, um, so I do have that experience, and I would love to follow up with that. I think it's really awesome, and it's great to see that difference in those kids. All right, so let's go to your teammate now. Next four years, where do we see, where do we get to see you playing out the, uh, the next chapter of your life? Yeah, first I just want to say congrats to Emma and all the other seniors <laughs> on the team. It's been really awesome. Like, all of them are just following their dreams and going for it, whether it's the teaching fellows or another teaching program or just um, going to play college soccer. It's really awesome. Um, for me, um, I'm actually undecided on where I'll be going to college <laughs> in the fall, so I'm equally excited to figure that one out. Um, but I'll be um, majoring in biology and for the summer, um, hopefully just playing some fun soccer, getting together with the teammates if we're allowed to, and just working. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Well, let's add the excitement a little bit. Ladies, I got a guest here on the show, and she wants to know one thing. If you're not working out today, you're not getting better for tomorrow. And who better to tell you that than your coach, Coach Baggett, <laughs> joins us now on the Tent Farm Hotline. Coach, what do you say, eh? Hey, how's, good? Hey, 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 how's it going? <laughs> It's good. It's good. I have to lead it with A because, uh, you know, uh, and I want to say it's been an honor getting a chance to know you. You're coming into Somerville and you've led uh, by example uh, for many coaches there at the high school. And and, and what you do started in the weight room. It started in the classroom, quite frankly. I know you check on these young ladies day in and day out on their grades. You get a printout. You do Mm -hmm. your due diligence to make sure that, hey, if you're not a great student, then then you'll never be a great player because you're not going to get a chance. But, uh, Coach, right, kind of right. talk a little bit about your senior class and, and what this, not just these two ladies, but you got a few other great ones that we're going to get in here next Sunday as well. But um, talk about your seniors a little bit. Show them some love, Coach. Uh, just um, proud of them. Uh, couldn't have asked for better seniors. Um, obviously, first-year coach coming into the program. Uh, I mean, Emma and Bren there, um, all the seniors did an excellent job buying into everything I was trying to do. I know it's completely different from what they're used to doing. Um, and I have a, a lot of expectations both in the classroom, on the field, uh, in the community, and they, they did well. And hopefully um, after their leadership, we can uh, continue with the, the girls behind them. Um, but they've done a great job buying in. I know it's hard with a first-year coach coming in. And um, I was excited to see what product we could pull out on the field. Um, and hopefully we get an opportunity to do something uh, in the near future. Live right now over here on the 10th Farm Hotlines, we're live with the head 
soccer coach at Somerville High School. Coach Baggett joins us with two of her seniors, Bryn and Emma, here as we are focused on the 22 or 2020 vision of uh, of the senior class that may or may not get a chance to finish their season. Coach, how hard was it for you? How hard has it been for you uh, to know that this senior class may have played their final game? Uh, it's tough for me to see that they might have played their final game just knowing how hard they've worked, um, knowing how diligent they've been in. Obviously, they were talking about being in a weight room, uh, getting stronger and uh, working out and getting hard, uh, harder on the field, doing different things that um, I know, again, they weren't used to doing. Um, but uh, I, I, want, I really, really was excited to see what this group of girls, not only the seniors, but the freshmen we have playing uh, varsity and, and all that could – putting that whole team together and that whole vibe together, what they could do uh, on the field. Um, it's kind of, it's disappointing that it might not uh, work out that we get to play. Um, but I hope that I was able to show them in the little time that I had working with them uh, that they have uh, big, big goals and they can, everything I hope I taught them on the soccer field and off the field that they could take with them into the, the colleges and universities as they uh, get older. Live right now with the coach over there with the Somerville Green Wave Ladies Soccer team. Coach Baggett joins us and uh, talking about her team, not just the seniors, but the freshmen and everybody in between there. Coach, you're one mm-hmm. of the great ones that uses social media in such a positive way. I love it. Every morning, you know, my phone will make a little noise, and, and I know it's wake-up call because it's time to get up and run. So a lot of what yeah, I do, yeah, I run yeah. because – I feel like if I don't, you're going to yell at me. So I, I run for them all the day, <laughs> six days a week. I, look, I'm not trying yeah. to run, you know. I'm, hey, hey, but, you, you but got you got to keep up with the young kids these days, eh? You keep <laughs> up right. with them. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to incorporate the book bag, though, because let me ask you about this book bag. I didn't yeah, get the girls God. into it because I didn't want to get them to answer this. But what's in that book bag? Are there bricks in there? I mean, what do we got? Yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. What's happening uh, in the book well, bag, Coach? The, 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 book, the book bag tradition started with me about five years ago back when I was in New York, and I just – I got a nice book bag and I, and I kept it and um, makes it easy. Eh? When you got like rosters, you got to keep clipboards whenever I want to like pull out a clip, throw it to the ground or, you know, show, show some emotion. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I keep some bricks in there. Just kind of get a sideline workout. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just keep, keep my uh, soccer stuff together. And uh, it, you know, I like the shoulder straps gives me something to hold on to too. Right. So I'm, I'm one of the, I'm one of those coaches that don't really like sitting down on the sideline. Right. Well, I see you yeah. walking up and down and I'm thinking, man, she's got that long oh, yeah. coat on. She's got that book bag yep. on. If she starts to windmill that book bag, man, Scott Little, you better go get somebody. Cause I think there's bricks in there, dude. I don't know what's going on. And he's laughing. You know, we were talking uh, oh, yeah. before we got you on the radio with us, but, man, that game against Kane Bay, that was maybe the coldest. I mean, I cover football for us on the radio, you know, during the, during the fall, but it, it's nowhere near as cold as it was that night. You know, how do you, how do you talk these girls up into and, and running around in shorts and, and, and cut off sleeves? I mean, it, it's, it's a spring uh, sport that's played, it feels like, in the winter. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, obviously, you know, I'm from Canada, and, uh, I mean, I tell them the way it is. Where I've experienced in my life, and I've played in all sorts of cold weather, um, and I and I'm still living. Um, so I tell them, hey, you guys. I mean, it's mind mind, mind over matter. Uh, if you know, if you're gonna uh, be there and and whine and not and cry that it's cold, then you're not gonna play well. Just completely forget the weather. Just play your game and go out there and do the best you can. Now, Coach, of course, you've got two young ladies as well. Your husband is a football coach over at Goose Creek High School, another great program around the low country. He and I mm-hmm. have had a chance to talk multiple times. You're also a, like a, a teacher, 
uh, uh, yes. the teacher of a Somerville. So you're you're on top of you know keeping in touch with these young ladies. You're keeping in touch with your coaches. Oh, by the way, you've got two young ladies in your house, a husband. Oh, by the way, you got a job to do. You got it. How how are you handling it? How is Coach at Goose Creek handling it? How much is it taking a strain on you guys? And uh, kind of give us an update there. What's happening there in the bag of house? Uh, well, um, I've got a kindergartner, so uh, we're doing <laughs> kindergarten work. I've become a kindergarten teacher on top of uh, keeping up with my PE uh, e-learning um, with uh, Somerville High School. So trying to maintain contact with my uh, students in my PE class, uh, trying to keep up, trying to keep my youngest uh, from learning her ABCs, and then my kindergartner trying to keep her from uh, le- learning her uh, reading, and then um, just trying to maintain the husband and his football uh, strategies, uh, working with the football there at Goose Creek. So uh, trying to hold down the fort, maybe clean a few toilets every now and then, and uh, I'm good to go. <laughs> now what role so, – so I would imagine you're the teacher and the principal, right? So so the other yes, coach bagged yes. on the football staff, is, is he uh-huh. the assistant principal? Do we get him to be the janitor? What role does he play yeah, in, yeah. in the bag yeah, uh, he, elementary? Yeah, he, 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 he's the security guard. He's the security guard. <laughs> He, he, he's just well maintaining the, the uh, he's maintaining the decorum of the household. <laughs> man, I tell you, he's in there with three S- ladies. Sending the kids, sending the kids to ISS when they need to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to make fun with this stuff, ladies. I'm going to be honest with you; it's not what we thought, but we've learned and we've seen so much unity out of this. And 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 as spirits, I'm going to tell you that that I'm actually uh, one of the ladies said that they coached uh, soccer over there at Cathedral. That's my home church, by the way. So. You know, I see even through hard times are going to come some really good lessons and some good things. And I've seen families reunite. I think people had to reintroduce themselves to spouses. And you're like, whoa, you know, it's just a different deal. Ladies, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, first, Brent, let me go to you on this. The fun part that I've seen uh, has been the transition from you guys are doing a lot of computer stuff. You're on your cell phones a lot. And I didn't even know I had kids in my neighborhood. Now, again, where I live at over at the over there at, at Myler in, in Somerville, you know, of course there's kids, but we never see you guys because you're in the house on laptops, on your cell phones, TikToking, and and whatever else it is that you guys are doing. But now because you're on your computers and you're on your your, your tablets all the time, is it that five o'clock the bell whistles, the the bell rings, and all of a sudden you're like, well, mom and dad are going to walk, I'm going to walk with them. Have you noticed a little bit more family times kind of been in place since this thing kind of happened, Brent? Yeah, I for sure have. It's been awesome. My family, we all stay really busy. My bro- I have a younger brother. He plays sports, too. So it had been months before we had been able to sit down and have a family dinner, and now we have them every night, which is really nice. And just in general, like, connecting with my family has been good, especially I know for all the seniors that are going off to college, it's nice to get some extra time with your family since we're normally so busy and we have clubs and sports and everything. So. Yeah, uh, I agree. How about you, Emma? What memory are you going to take out of 2019 off the soccer field, out of the high school, but inside your house with your family there? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, my mom is actually a nurse at MUSC. Um, so, oh, you know, you. she works those days. Um, so, you know, we just have our dinners. But um, I have two dogs as well. So me and my dad um, take them on a walk every day. And that's just something that's kind of become our routine. Um, every day when he gets off work, we just go and we walk as far as the dogs will let us. Um, and that's just something that's spending quality time and having fun and just, you know, taking in the moments that we're not going to have in a couple months. 
Well, ladies, I'm going to say this to you, and, and, and Brent, I, I want you to speak to your coach. I'm going to give you about a minute uh, to say something to your coach if you'd like to. I know uh, I don't know how much you guys have, have been able to say, but, hey, I'm going to give you a quick minute to, to say hello to your coach. Brent, go ahead. Hey, Coach Baggett. Um, I just <laughs> want to say thank you for everything you've been doing. Um, it's not really like saying, hey, since you've been staying in contact with us um, more than ever now, which I really appreciate. Um, you've been doing an amazing job checking up on us, making sure we're doing well in the classroom with mental health, with our families, with sports, with everything. You've just done an amazing job, and you're just fantastic at coaching and just being someone to look up to. So thank you. All right, Emma, before we let Coach finish us off on this interview, Emma, uh, I'll let you speak to your coach real quick. Yeah, you know, as much as I didn't like our little um, before game, little routine we had, I really do miss it. And, um, you know, I do enjoy getting the remind text every day and to be able to still have that connection. And I'm definitely looking forward to coming back next season and seeing where the program's at and what girls have stepped up and the new players. Um, I'm really grateful for everything this season. You've definitely pushed me and – I'm so grateful, and I'm so excited to see y'all this season next year. All right, Coach. I'll let you kind of finish them up here and uh, respond to that. And, and all the, uh, of course, you got a lot of moms and dads on the soccer program that are tuned in tonight. The athletic director I know is listening in, along with a lot of other Somerville uh, Green Wave uh, family members here. But uh, what do you have to say to these ladies, the seniors, of course, and the entire team that you haven't had a chance to really speak to or really maybe seen in quite a while? Uh, well, just to the girls at on, thank you uh, for your encouraging words. And, and I hope that uh, in the time I've gotten to spend with you uh, before all this went down, um, I was able to kind of uh, lead you uh, and show you, uh, you know, what's expecting, kind of teach you uh, for your future jobs and endeavors, um, kind of how things are done. Um, and just for the, the team in general, uh, I know we've been trying to stay in contact. Uh, I know sometimes I say, hey, we're going to have a Zoom meeting at three or four, and then it's like seven, and I kind of remember that I just told you guys that. So uh, let's uh, just uh, uh, be thinking, uh, you know, what what can I do to get better each day? Um, you know, that's kind of been the, the whole thing with this going on is, is that we're kind of by ourselves, but we're not by ourselves um, kind of deal. Um, so just kind of continuing to work uh, and get better. Um, there's never a day. Obviously, if there's a day you're sitting there doing nothing, uh, the person beside you in the house beside you is getting better when they're out running or, or lifting or juggling a soccer ball or doing something. Um, and then last last thing is just the teacher part of me is just making sure that all the girls are doing their work, uh, turning in their work, getting it done, because um, obviously, you know, eligibility is a big issue. Um, so it kind of goes with all athletes uh, at the high school level. You know, if you're a senior and you're trying to get into a college or uh, you're a junior trying to get into a college in the following year. Uh, you need to keep doing your work because even in these times, you know, it's, I know it could be a struggle, but work's important. So what you do in the classroom and in the field is important. So that's just my two cents, my wisdom, my, my uh, <laughs> message to everybody. Well, I think so. it's a great message. Uh, Bryn and Emma, I, I want to thank you guys for giving us some time, 30 minutes here. I told you I'd keep you about 30 minutes. Hopefully you like the surprise of bringing Coach Baggett in here with us. And Coach Baggett, thank you for your time, and, and thank you for helping no me get in touch with your your young ladies because we we didn't know what to do. You know, uh, Eugene and I said, we got to do something. You know, everybody always wants to do something, and it's been sports. They're 9-11, and 
the Boston Marathon and the earthquakes. And, you know, it's always sports that reunites us. Well, sports isn't here. So we do have sports radio. So I wanted to give these young ladies, along with yourself, a voice, an opportunity to speak. This is your platform. You hear that all the time on our show. Uh, you guys know me personally. I have a chance to be at the over there at the college excuse me, at the high school, it feels like a college, uh, on a regular basis, a lot more than other uh, high school campuses. But uh, I'm very proud of you two ladies for what you have uh, meant for Somerville, not just the school, but the community. Uh, It means a lot. I can't wait to watch you guys explode in your next chapter and do great things. Uh, Come back and coach. Come back and be a part of it. You know, come back and visit. Like you guys said, you're going to come back and see it, and I encourage you to do that. As a guy who's seen so many guys and girls graduate, and come back, the impact that you have by visiting somewhere that you don't have to come back, you chose to come back, has a huge effect on that program. Trust and believe me. But, ladies, congratulations on your graduation. We look forward to hearing from you soon, okay? Thank, yeah, thank you. you so much. All right, guys, that'll do it for now. Right. Again, uh, we want to thank you, Coach, very much. God bless you and your family. So, Coach, he's not off the hook yet. We're coming to him uh, next <laughs> week, maybe later in this week. So, Tell them to get ready, okay? We're, we're going to have to get All the security right. guard on, on the okay. phone. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure, guys. There you go. So three great ladies with all the same vision, the same mission, and that is to be incredible individuals off the field and let it carry on the field. So on behalf of everybody at Southern Sports Central, I want to wish, uh, you know, these two ladies, Bryn Bruce, of course, and Emma Sipple, good luck in their up-and-coming futures. They're going to do great things. Uh, you, you heard their stories, where they're going to go. Uh, you know, one right now, not quite sure, right? It, it's not it's not that time yet, and that's cool. A way not to rush it. And the other young lady going to go to Charleston Southern get into some teaching. So, uh, you know, again, the lessons that you learn in your days in high school, trust and believe me, it will carry with you for the rest of your life. And for coaches like Coach Baggett, it, it has been quite an honor watching her come in. So just think about the show there, Eugene, and I'm not going to bring you in yet because we've got to go to the top of the hour, but we've had a coach from England. We've had a coach from Canada. If that tells you what kind of show we're having, it's lit. That's right. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on southernsportscentral.com. Coming up next, we're going to go to Greenville, Coach Ramon Robinson. He is a South Carolina Hall of Famer. He's also with the Elite Position Training Group, guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yeltman alongside the coach, Eugene Benton. Here as we're live in hour number three. Count them up. We've got two under the belt. Another one right ahead of us here. We're going to catch up in just a minute with Coach Ramon Robinson. He's going to join us. I believe he's in the upstate. It's hard to know where he's at right now because he's got um, so much going on. He's got Kelly Bryant, by the way, 
um, who is getting ready to, of course, have his draft day. Kelly Bryant, of course, came on the show uh, a few months ago. He was formerly a Clemson guy, right? He was at the University of Clemson, Clemson University, and then he decided to take his talents to Missouri, where he was a Tiger still, but different colors, but uh, did great things over at Mizzou. Now, he was at Wren High School before he did any of that, if I'm not mistaken. So, Wren continues to put athletes out, and quarterbacks are a big, big thing. And without further ado, here shortly, we'll get in here with that uh, quarterback guru, the guy that has trained so many and has so many in the pipeline. I mean, it's almost fun to watch Coach Ramon uh, do what he does. I had a chance to catch up with him at the uh, uh, South Carolina High School State Championship Games on a Saturday over at williams Bryce Stadium. And, uh, man, it was a blast. I mean, this guy is first class. It's a lot of fun. We cut up a lot. We got to see a lot of good athletes around the field. But without further ado, I'm heading to the Temp Farm Hotline where we're joined now by – uh, a man that does it as good as anybody I've seen, and, and of course, uh, making five-star kids at the quarterback position. Coach Ramon Robinson joins us now. Coach, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be you, man. You, you're killing it over there, man. You got guys, they're they writing articles about you, my man. You're killing it on the draft day here coming up uh, on Thursday, I think. Man, it's just, hey, I'm just, just happy to be in the position I am to be able to you know, educate and feed the minds of the young men that, uh, you know, start out as kids and they're young men now. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to what the future holds for all of them, not just Kelly this week, but uh, I know it's a big week for him and a lot of other, you know, athletes in the country and from the state of South Carolina, man. So it's a privilege to, you know, for these kids to be in the position that they are. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. Well, I appreciate you, you getting here with me. I know you and I, had a lot of plans in January, and a few things kind of came up. And in football, we call them audibles, unfortunately. And I appreciate you sticking with me through some of those things to get back in here with me. And we're going to put some things together uh, as uh, I'm looking forward to getting you in Charleston. we got a lot of athletes down here that I'd like to get you in front of or get in front of you, and uh, we're going to do that. We're going to help you. I know you've made some trips to uh, one of our newest partners over there at the factory, and, you know, we'll work with you guys, all of us together. And we may, I figured bring you in. Let's do some shows. Uh, let's. Let's put together kind of a combine, if you will, but let's get kids better, you know, on and off the air, of course. And uh, watching what you do over there with your program and, and your group of guys that you bring around you with the elite position and training, you know, it is without doubt state-of-the-art, five-star across the board. What is it? What what got you involved in, and what made you take this thing by the horns as you've done and just really kind of turn and burn so many great quarterbacks? Well, just like I said in, the, you know, articles and other – you know, interviews I did before, I mean, all this came and I was inspired by, you know, working, you know, throughout the country with BTO sports and traveling with rivals, you know, doing these camps and, you know, just sitting there listening to, you know, different coaches and writers just talk about South Carolina. Quarterback position was one position that they wasn't giving a plus sign on, the go-ahead. And, you know, and I had to listen to that. And me being a former quarterback, you know, I took that to heart. I took that to heart in regards to, wanting to make a change with that. And so I just, you know, I came back home and, you know, did a little researching and, and, and uh, soul church searching myself because at that time I just had re- retired from playing and coaching and truly didn't really know what I, the next step I wanted to do with my life. But I always knew I wanted to work with kids. So I just and went ahead and just put that foot forward and just took off with it, man. It just started out and just started with a few kids and just started giving back what I what I was taught, what I've learned along the way, you know, just from the game perspective and, and the mental and the physical part. 
and just came back, man, and just, you know, I just tried to pour into him, man, every kid that I could possibly put my hands on, you know, and just, you know, help upgrade the state of South Carolina, man. And, you know, and I tell people, it's not about me. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to brag about who I am as a player, but I'm not training to live through the players as an athlete because I couldn't physically do it. That's not why I do it. I do it because the fact of it is I've made mistakes along the way when it came to coming out of high school, not having my right grades in line to, to receive the, the opportunity to go to Clemson and things like that. No, I had to go to junior college route. And so now when I live through a kid, I live through them in regards to making the right mistakes. And that's having all your I's dotted and all your T's crossed when it comes to being a complete student athlete. You know, the talent was never uh, an issue. It's just that I got caught and I was in love with being the jock and people telling me how great of an athlete I was at whatever sport that I played. And, you know, that, that took a toll on me, man. And, and, it, and it burned me in the end. And, you know, granted, I ended up signing with the number one junior college in the country with the intentions to return back to Clemson. But, fortunately, I had personal reasons. I left. I had a son, came home, and, and you know, now it's time to grow up. You know, and I, I came came back home and decided to stay close to home, and that's when I went to Benedict, man. And just, like I say, and that's what, that's what drove me, man, to do what I'm doing now because, for one, I didn't have this type of training or even had the means to even – get out here to, to pay for this type of stuff, you know. And once again, like I told you before, all this is still new. It's still new to South Carolina because everybody hasn't embraced it totally. You got what I'm saying? And, and the whole yeah, reason sir. for doing it is to upgrade the state, man, and, and, it's, and, and upgrade high school football to where when coaches come in here, I want to be they, they come in here and respect every position and snag a kid out of here every year at whatever position, you know. And like I said, doing numbers, you know, six or seven kids going to college every year from the state of South Carolina playing quarterback, that's not good enough. Ten guys going to school to play quarterback, that's not good enough. We're a big old state. I'm not sure how many high schools it is in South Carolina, but numbers-wise, we should be producing more kids at that position. And that's why when you start looking at the numbers, the numbers don't add up. But you can go do every other position, and it's very productive, you know. I'd agree with you. As we're live right now over here in the Tent Farm Hotline. We're live with Ramon Robinson. He is one of the great ones at doing what he does, and he's like a quarterback whisperer, if you will. I've seen this guy really take guys from one to the next end. He's got them all over the board here, and we're very blessed to have him a part of our show today. And we're looking to grow this relationship here during the summer, throughout the season, and getting him down here in Charleston and traveling with him if he goes up to Myrtle Beach. Because, man, you've got ballers everywhere. The most recent guy that I got a chance to have on this show uh, on many different levels, one of those was Joe Owens. Of course, uh, he ended up winning a uh, state championship, which evidently Wren High School is kind of like a, a quarterback camp in its own mind there with so many great guys that have come through that program. But he's heading to Alabama State. He wins uh, the state championship, beating a team, I believe it was Myrtle Beach, but to do that, of course, he also breaks a record. Kind of talk about him, and, and he's probably the most recent young man, I believe, along with that Myrtle Beach gentleman. I think you worked with him as well uh, once he committed to South Carolina but didn't play in that game. Yeah, when you're talking about – talk about Joe Owens, man. He's a, he's a guy that, you know, we, we laugh. We got, I got video of him when he first came, man. It's just like, wow, just look at this transition, you know. And I'm just <laughs> like, that's kind of like – 
what I want. When kids come to me, I want it to be a little rough around the edges. I want it to be something where we can we can grow together. You got what I'm saying? Because it's with this training stuff. You you you're gonna learn. You're gonna grow as a, just as much as you're gonna grow as a kid is gonna grow. You know, with learning the things. And so, you know, with Joe, man, he he turned over a leaf, and I just saw him get better and better every year, along with getting taller every year, every year. He came to me probably <laughs> at like in the eighth grade, I think it was like 5'11", right at six foot. Maybe a little shorter. Next thing you know, I'm 6'2". Next thing you know, he's growing. He's growing and growing. Next thing you know, like every year he was growing an inch, and now he's, he's 6'4". And as he was growing, wow. his potential and his ability as a, as, as, a, as a quarterback, he started to grow into it. You know, to the point to where not throwing nobody on the bus. You know, some coaches had them through them, through them, threw them away. Hey, you can't play the position. Now that I go do something else. He wasn't mm-hmm. satisfied with that. He wasn't satisfied with that. He grinded and he kept working. And at the same time, people got to understand with quarterbacking, it's not going. It's, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You know, it takes. It's a process when you when you're doing this, and it's like a process when you're developing. If, if a kid goes to someone and they say, oh, we got this and that, the kid is already here, guess what? That kid was already polished a little bit. You got what I'm saying? And it's just that you want something to where a kid is, is going to grow, you know, a little bit by a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and, and at the same time, he can see it. He can go back and look at it. And that's what happened with him. And then when you're talking about Luke, I've been with Luke since, like, coming out of seventh, eighth grade, you know, had natural ability, but at the same time, it's just little things that he still had to, to do and catch up on as wanting to be a quarterback. You know, he didn't get to play quarterback right off the bat just because of senior guy in front of him. But at the same time, during that process, he just continued to work and work and work on his craft and just get educated more and more on the game of playing football, you know. And so, you know, that's the thing about it is with, with the quarterbacks here in South Carolina, it's all about development, man. You can train all you want, but if you're not developing and getting better, then why are you doing it? You know, and that's and that's and that's with me. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm so passionate about it because when when it comes to my state, and and it's not just my state. I get kids calling me all the time, want me to train them for other states. I don't turn them down, but I'm not just going to go out my way either to <laughs> turn my back on a kid that's here in state to where I. I when I got into business, I, I had a mission that I wanted to get on the same level or above those other states when it comes to playing the quarterback position. And, you know, and I refuse to let the words of someone that don't know the athletes in the state take over and that be the image that everybody knows about quarterbacks in the state of South Carolina. We have grown so far, I mean, grown a lot over the years. We've grown a lot over the years. Guys are continuously – getting pubs, signing scholarships to FBS schools, to FBS schools, to Division Two, whatever it may be, they're signing. And that's the goal. And that's the goal that I, I want to see continue. And then you're talking about a guy like Shelly. Like last year, we had Mason Mason Rudolph. That was a great example for the state of South Carolina. That was huge. That was the first one we done had in years, man. Years. Right. You know, and, and, and it's just that I was looking at something the other night, man, just going at looking at all the quarterbacks that have, have been drafted out of the state of South Carolina. And once again, 
this state been here a long time way before any of us, right? <laughs> it's not a lot. It's not a lot, man. It's like like ten, if if I'm not mistaken, it might be ten guys if that that have been drafted over the years, all the way back to like the forties and fifties, man. And it's just like hmm. that's not good. Good. We send a lot of kids to school, but at the same time, we have the potential. You know, we have the potential, man. And it's just that we have to continue to strive to be the best that we can. You know, and that's what we're going to continue to do. And I'm going to stay behind it. Regardless of a kid that trains with me or not, I always pub my kid. When college coaches call me, they ask me about a kid. Hey, he don't train with me, but that kid can play some football. Any coach that, that, that doesn't call me and they ask me about a kid that's not on my roster, I tell them the same thing. He can play football. Because the more kids that you got that can play the position – in the state of South Carolina, that just helps out everyone. You know, we can't have one football player in the state. <laughs> you know, we can't have that. We can't have we can't have one guy in every class. No, we need to have multiple, multiple guys in every class. You know, and I think this year in the class of 2020 might have been the most productive it's been in a minute when it came to the productivity of college quarterbacks being seen nationally. You know what I'm saying? I mean, nationally. It was, it, this probably was the most competitive it's ever been, and that was great. You know, and that's what it needs to continue to be at this point to where you've got guys that are competing with each other all over the state of South Carolina trying to make each other better. I would agree with you, Coach Robinson, right now joining us all the way. I believe is in the upstate of South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. might be on the road now. You never know. He's, he's going to come to you hey, wherever you are, and I will say, where are you at now, Coach? Coach, I'm on, I'm on. I'm on the road. I'm coming out of Nashville, man. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you weren't sitting still. It's not in you to sit still, <laughs> man. But I will say this: uh, I did. Get, I'm getting a shout out for you here with, uh, I believe, Garrison Kipley. Uh, he's uh, gonna be training with you next week. He's the Ocean Side up and coming quarterback. Yeah, uh, he's yeah, gonna get yeah, a chance to work guy. out with you. So. My, yeah, he was. He's been training with me for a minute, man. When he when he moved out here from North Carolina, man, he's over Ocean Side Collegiate, man, and I'm looking. I'm looking for him to make some big strides, man, and taking over that ham at that position this year, man. I mean, the kid has it all. Now it's time to put it together, man. Put it together and, and lead the team, you know. He's he's listening in. So uh, let me let me ask you this. Talking about training and things like that, with the school shutdown, you and I, we, we you know, we, we talk a lot about the good old days and, and things when we played the sport and other sports that we played growing up. Because back then we had to play three sports to keep it moving, sometimes four sports right. if you could. But that being said, right now, these guys, you know, sports the one thing that's kept us together. And I applaud guys like you. And, and I see a lot of uh, Fort Dorchester here locally, Ashley Ridge and some Somerville guys and a few other high schools individually. They're finding parts. They're being socially distanced apart. But they're all working together. While they may not be on the same team in the fall, they're on the same team right now. And, and I applaud that. Talk to me about uh, what are you telling your, tra- your athletes that you're training or what would you tell another athlete right now where – Sitting around, it's easy to do, Coach, uh, but it's not something that we recommend them to do. No, it's something you not you don't recommend them to do. But at the same time, there's a if, you know there's a way to get things accomplished, but let's do it the right way. That's just like with training. Yeah, I'm doing training, but I'm doing one-on-one training. I'm not doing group training to where I have to monitor kids and tell them to you know back away. And you, you got what I'm saying. And this kid is touching this ball, that ball. No, just get you get you a, get you a, a guy a receiver, a running back, whoever it is, if you're a quarterback, 
and just that's who you work with. I mean, you're working one-on-one with that guy to where it's not a passing of this or a passing of that. And I just tell the kids, you know, if you were catching the ball, put gloves on. And if you look at my training sessions, just like I did, the, they had the news article with me. I had my handy wipes out there. I'm wiping the balls off. I'm doing everything. I'm wiping the equipment off. But to to give them any advice, you know, just to keep working, but do it in a in a person that's working out with you as well. And just continue to work. I mean, you know, like us, man, we used to play in the yard. We didn't need nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not a lot of things that we needed when we when we were growing up, man, but we we found a way. Just like I watched a lot of these videos that kids are putting out here in adults, even adults, just doing crazy things, man. And I'd be glad when this thing get out of the way, man, because I'm tired of looking at this stuff, <laughs> to be honest. I'm tired, I'm tired of looking at it. But, but I'm just – it's just – it's only one way to work, and that's to work hard. You got what I'm saying? It, it don't matter what kind of twist you put to it and hang it this way, hang it that way, work hard. You know, regardless of what you're going to do, work hard. Do your push-ups, your sit-ups, your sprints. Some things you don't need nobody to do. Just motivate yourself. I've always been a self-motivator to do what I got to do. Just like right now with, with my business, I don't have nobody pushing me to do what I do. I, I love what I do. You got what I'm saying? I love what I do, and, and, and you know, my entourage of guys is with me. It's always the same. Passion to do this is to see y'all get better. And at the same time, how do you get better? You get better in your own time. Keep If you're on the phone, listen to me. You can remember the first thing I said when you come to a training session. You don't get better by just training when you come to me. You get better in your own time. So you athletes, if you are listening out here, get better by yourself. And while you got all this downtime, if you're not with a trainer, there's a way to get better. And that's by yourself and working on your craft alone. No doubt about it. Live right now on the hotline. And he is on the road burning it from Nashville here, of course. Coming to us live on the Tent Farm hotline is Ramon Robinson. He's our quarterback guru, man. He's the go-to guy. We're going to bring him to Charleston uh, as much as we can be involved and, Coach, I'd like to somehow kind of put us together. We talked about this back in November, December, but, you know, we've had a few things in between then and there. And, of course, here comes Corona and some other things that's happened. But, you know, I'm still mission-visioned here. I still want to take what you guys do, of course, what the guys at the factory do. And I think we can visualize we all have the same goal, right? And just like in a lot of things in life, we have the same goal, but we're getting there differently. But we can utilize this opportunity to give you guys a platform vocally while you guys out there uh, you go out there physically and do the things. And, you know, you're a Hall of Famer. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about you getting inducted into the South Carolina Hall of Fame a little bit here. Uh, how hey, shocked we, were you, we, man, and, and how excited were you? Say that one more time. How excited were you when, you, when, you, when, you, when you, of course, becoming a South Carolina Hall of Famer and, and being that guy that, that not only do you just talk about it, you live it, you do it. And like you're telling these young men and, and women out here that are listening, that are training right now, you're not telling them nothing that you haven't done yourself. You're, you've done it. You've done it, and you've led by example. But talk to them about, about now. You're a Hall of Famer in the state of South Carolina. What's it mean to you? Oh, it means a lot. I mean, you know, uh, when it happened, it was, you know, still a shocker. I mean, and, and I mean I'm, I'm still I'm, – I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be in that position because I know there's a lot of people that, that, that want to be in that position. But, you know, that's one thing that I never – you know, I played so much ball, but I just don't sit around and be like, oh, man, I should have been a Hall of Famer or or whatever. It's just that it it happened, you know, by surprise. And it's something that I, 
I wasn't looking for. I mean, I always, like I said before, not bragging on myself. I always thought I was a hell of an athlete, and it just happened. And I was just, you know, grateful to be recognized, you know, to be a Hall of Famer in the state of South Carolina, man. And it's just that, you know, I'm, I just try to continue to do a lot of things, but I try to do them better than what I, I was as a player and just continue to keep, you know, showing and, and giving off that positive energy and to these young men just to see because it's not easy. It's not easy by any means, young man. It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes you sometimes you need a little motivation, and at the same time, go read a story. Go look at somebody's story to understand. If you if you knew my story, you probably would work hard. Nothing was given to me. The thing that was given to me was given to me was life from birth, from my mom, from the man upstairs. But nothing on the field was given to me. I had to work and go get it. So for a lot of guys that think that things is just going to be given to them. You got the wrong mindset. You got to work hard to get what you what you want, you know. And that's just like me wanting to change the culture of the quarterback position in South Carolina. It did not. It did not happen overnight. This is a process. This is. I started in 2011. We in 2020. Nine years later. Look at the progress that's happened. It was a grind. It was. It's never been easy. I'd have been through the ups and downs of everything that's done went on with this man and it's just that I try to continue to keep doing that to where things that they saw to make me a Hall of Famer I try to still make that a reflection of, of who I am as an, a quarterback instructor to make y'all better and you know and I, I, I love it you know and I, and I cherish the moment I don't I don't take it for granted at all and I try to always conduct, conduct myself in an orderly fashion when I'm out here but guys just you know don't make that a goal for yourself, but at the same time, hey, I'm, I'm just happy to be and be able to call myself a Hall of Famer. Hello? We appreciate everything that you put together, Coach. Uh, you know, for you to be a Hall of Famer, to be on our show, to, to talk about, you know, the things you do, it's not every day you get a Hall of Famer on the show. And uh, we, we greatly appreciate everything that you do. Uh, before I get you out of here, I know you're on the road, and I do greatly appreciate you you coming in here and always being willing to help me out with the, my vision, my drive, and what I what I foresee Southern Sports Central having the opportunity to reach out to so many ears that are listening to us here right now. Because you know what, quite frankly, they need something different to hear. But let's talk about that guy, Kelly Bryant. You you helped me get him on the show a couple months back, and he was an amazing uh, interview. But he was also an amazing individual. I got a chance to meet on the sidelines up in Columbia that Saturday. Uh, you've watched this young man grow from his days in high school. You trained him all the way up. You went through Clemson with him. You saw him transfer over to Missouri. You went to Houston, I believe, or to the state of Texas to do some training with him there. Uh, talk to us about this young man and, and what's the outlook here for Kelly and, and how much do we, you know, do we think that we'll hear his name on that first day? No, I mean, I don't, I don't see, um, I don't think we'll hear his name on the first day. I mean, I feel his name is going to get called within the next two days, but first day, no, I don't think so. Just due to injuries and, you know, the impact of the team that he, you know, and the things that happened at Missouri, but, you know, he he had a great season up until he got hurt. And uh, he was a, he was a major, you know, major, major impact for that team and the production of that team. And you can tell when, and when he wasn't hurt, the team wasn't effective, but who that guy is, he, he's a guy that's always, fought his way through adversity, you know, from high school to the college ranks 
to now. I mean, you know, just dealing with sicknesses, that's that's adversity. And he's a guy that can can pull himself through, and that's and is making him a stronger and made him in, into the man that he is today. And he's a guy that's going to continue to grow. He's going to guy that's going to continue going to go into an organization, learn their offense. And right now, of course, I mean, any team that he go at, you know, going on day two or day three, you're going to be a guy that's going to be looked looked at to be a quality backup and a guy that can, you know, take over in the future. And I feel like that's the guy that he is. I mean, he's going to be able to do that. And, you know, I feel like his name is going to be called, and I think he's going to be ready. He's healthy. He's back healthy. He's, he hasn't been as healthy in a, quite a while. He's back healthy mentally and physically, man. But I just think any team to get him is going to get a very upstanding, you know, young man, a leader, positive leader, you know, a guy to deal with adversity and been through it, and I've been through the storm, and he's still here, you know. But uh, like I said, I mean, not to toot his horn, but I just think any team that's going to get him is going to get a great individual. No doubt about it, talking about the man that he's trained for many, many days and nights, and he's worked through a lot of adversity and a lot of things, but he has made uh, a lot of Kelly Bryant's story uh, as successful as it is. And, and, again, when you reach out and, and, and help somebody, you know, the things that come out of that, and, Coach, you do it as good as anybody. Uh, I want to give you a quick minute here to kind of – how do people, if you've got some athletes out here listening, whether it be in the Palmetto State or somewhere surrounding, that we can get you to them, how do they reach out to you? How do they find you? And, and how do we set this thing up? Hey, Rick, before before we go there, can I can I say something real quick? You can say whatever you like, man. Sure show. Yeah. When I when I say uh, um I wanna say you know, we talk about trainers and, you know, setting up certain things. I got a lot of friends that, that and colleagues and former teammates that, that are training in, in the states, you know, nearby in the in the your surrounding states. My thing to trainers, instructors, whatever you call yourself here in South Carolina, eventually we got to come together if you're on the same mission. I'm a, home, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a South Carolina bred guy. My, my mission and my passion going to be different from anybody coming in from the outside. You got what I'm saying? But my point in saying this is you, you got so many guys that, that want to be apart and not want to come together and, and co-train and things like that. I see the trainers in Georgia getting together, and eventually we got to get to this point, man, because if your point is to get these kids better, we got to come together, man, and just make this thing happen because that's the only way these kids are going to get better because of being around other guys that are competitive, you know, and, and, and you can always learn something from somebody, you know. There's enough kids out here for anybody to train to be worried about who's training this person, who's training that person. I mean, it's, it's too many kids out here in this state. But I would love for the trainers to put the egos aside and concentrate on the kids and not the business. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I wanted to say just because I feel as though it's very much needed here. It's very much needed, you know. I agree with you. Hello? I agree with you 100,000%, yeah. Coach. And, and, and before I get you to kind of give yourself an opportunity to, to, to have these individuals reach out to you, be it to train, you know, be it these athletes, but you're right. I mean, if we're all on the same vision, if we're all on the same mission, like I told you just before, you know, as we started this interview, while Southern Sports Central is, is a vocal platform for high school and college athletes, right, my goal and direction of getting these kids to where they need to get to, it's a different car. Well, what you do is – 
the same vision. It's the same mission. It's just a different car. Well, the guys at the factory that we've all worked together at one point in time, you know, it's the same vision, the same goal is to get these men and women to be the best athlete, the best person that they can be physically, mentally, and spiritually. And that's what we're here to do. And so you're right. It's time for us to put away our own egos and become selfless and not as selfish as what you've seen. And I, and I would agree with that. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I, I do hear that a lot of rumbling. I hear that in conversations. And for me, if you want a young man or a young woman to go out and be awesome, then you should want to work with everybody else that has the same vision as you. You know, that to me right. is what a team is all about. And, and I'm like you, just like the guys in the upstate up there, uh, that they do a lot of stuff there uh, as well, that, that I, I want, at the end of the day, I want the state of South Carolina to be well represented. I don't like to see our athletes leave the state. It's not something that I see. It, it, it's like watching your child leave your house for the first time. And I don't blame the young men for going or young women going and pursuing their, their, their next chapter in a university or college outside the Palmetto confines when our own state isn't recruiting them. And I have a problem right. with that, but that's for another day. But, you know, I appreciate the effort, the energy, the attitude, you know, and you're real. The one thing I'll say about Ramon Robinson is, is that you're a real dude. You know, you speak your mind, and, and nobody can fault you for that. And that's why, you know, I told you back in that, that championship game, the three games in a row, I said, man, I'm going to partner with you, man. We'll get you in our you – know, anything I can do to help you – Please use our use our show as a platform to get the word out, to speak to these parents. Because I get inbox, I get tweeted out, I get used it. Always want to know how do I get better? How do we get better? How can I get my kid in front of this guy or that guy? So for me to have the opportunity to have you in here today on a, you know on a Sunday night, I appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yes, I do. So tell us real quick before I get you back out there on the road, man, and I do hope you're, you're, you're traveling safe, but how do we find you? How do these parents get a hold of you, big guy? Uh, you can reach me on my personal business line at 864-437-3391. Or you can reach me on Twitter at Robinson underscore Ramon. Or you can reach me on IG, that is Instagram, Coach RR17. Facebook is Coach-Ramon Robinson. And you can always go visit the website at www.elitepositiontraining.com or www.elitepositiontraining.org, one of the two. Man, and if there's another another way, I don't think you missed a chance, man, to reach out to anybody and everybody, man. So I hope that we get to see a TikTok video of you before this thing is said and done because <laughs> every other coach is doing it. So might as well. <laughs> hey, it's not happening. That ain't, hey, listen, man, that ain't happening. I didn't do Snapchat. I'm not doing TikTok. Hickory Dickory Dog, I'm not doing none of that stuff, okay? If you want to see me dance, you come to my training session. Any kid, no, I'm going to dance. I'm going to yeah. dance, but it ain't going to be on no TikTok, okay? I know, I know. I saw you dance on the sideline at Williams Price that day, man, so I know you got it in you, Coach. Hey, man, God bless you. Appreciate your friendship. I appreciate what you do, and thanks for letting us be a part of your day. And, again, man, I really look forward to growing this thing together. I really, really do. Yes, man, and I appreciate you having me on, man. Always a pleasure. God bless, buddy. All right, thank you. All right, guys, there you go. That is the coach. I tell you what, man, the best one of the best QB coaches I've been around, and I've seen him do a lot of great things. He's really worked uh, his guys and, and a few girls, I'm sure. I've not seen the videos of some of the ladies that he's, he's probably had in his training class, but he's an equal opportunity, guys. So if you're a quarterback and you want to get better, now's your chance. Reach out to him, of course, just coming on here with us was Ramon Robinson, over there with elite position training. He is a Hall of Famer here in the state of South Carolina. Got to go to break because I got another guy 
waiting in the confines of uh, Southern Sports Central. He's a big-time contributor, big-time supporter, big-time lover of Southern Sports Central. He's been with us since his days at Goose Creek High School under Coach Chuck Reedy. He coached the baseball team over there. He coached the quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, when he was over at the Creek. He did a lot of great things. He won a state championship. Should have won two, by the way, when they were over there at the Creek in his days. But he's seen a lot of great guys in Coming through his program there, he's now at Andrews as an athletic director and the head football coach. That is Scott Durham coming up next, guys, right here on Southern Sports Central. My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tent. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I want to thank Jonathan Farm and the fellas and uh, the group over there at the Tent Farm for being a part of our Tent Farm hotline. And without further ado, I head to what's well, Polly's Island is where he's actually uh, at home, but his uh, home school, of course, is over there at Andrews High School in Andrews, South Carolina, the Yellow Jackets. Of uh, quite frankly, uh, they hit a gold mine when they brought in the Durham family all the way from the boys. Uh, to his wife and himself here. Coach Durham joins us here on the show. Coach, welcome back in, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Good good to be back. Man, I say it's been a minute, and I know we tried to get you in here uh, earlier this week, but I said, you know, it just was, I guess, fitting to get you in here a little bit later. Uh, it looks like in the upstate, guys, just a little bit of breaking news up there near the Saluda area. There is a tornado on the ground somewhere. I'm trying to get the uh, the idea of where it's at. So if you're in the Saluda listening area, Please take this serious. Make sure you get the cover now. Uh, it does look like this is, uh, this is a very serious deal. And uh, once I get word of where this is at, where it's heading from, uh, one of their weather meteorologists who's uh, inboxing me now, I will pass it along. But uh, for everybody else, uh, you know, keep your eye on the sky, guys, because if you're in the Palmetto State and you're in that corridor from the Alabama area coming in to the state of South Carolina, it, it looks like it could be a fun-filled night. Uh, and not in the best way. So it, it's definitely uh, something to keep your eye on. But, Coach, um, back to you there on that breaking news. But, man, this has been quite a 2020, man. We start off with losing Kobe Bryant, and every dad kind of reminded of, of, of their children, of course. If you've got daughters, it, it, it hits you a little bit too. And then all of a sudden here comes uh, this corona, you know, uh, epidemic that's hit us. And if you're in Somerville, we actually had an earthquake about a month ago, and then we had a tornado on Monday. So, uh, kind of give us an update, man. What's life in Andrews, South Carolina, and how's the family doing, buddy? Yeah, it's, uh, this has absolutely been crazy for sure. Um, you know, you think, you think you've seen it all, but, uh, then something like this happens, but it, you know, kind of goes back to coaching baseball. Uh, everybody always used to say, you know, just when you think you've seen it all, just play another inning and you'll see something you've never seen before. And, and uh, that's kind of what 2020 has been. It's been wild and crazy, and and uh, you know we're just trying to trying to get through it, get back to some sense of normalcy. You know, I think that's what everybody wants. And and 
you know, it's been crazy. Been uh, our, you know, a lot of time with the family. Fortunately, we all get along, so uh, that's been a plus. <laughs> but you know, it's just, I, you know, just feel bad for my kids. You know, they they love baseball and they're not getting to play, and it really is killing them. And then obviously feel bad for you know all my kids, all my players that aren't getting to play. You know, aren't getting to do the things they they want to do right now. And, you know, one thing we do talk to them all all the time about during you know during the season is, is, you know, when we're talking about preparation and, and, you know, you you understand that you you get a a small number of opportunities to play the game you love and don't take it for granted because you never know when it's going to not be there. And unfortunately this is one of those times and, and, uh, you know, so, you know, hopefully we'll get through this and be stronger on the other side, but uh, it hasn't been a whole lot of fun. No, it definitely hasn't been fun. Now coach, you wear multiple hats over there at Andrews high school and, uh, you and I have a chance to catch up on and off the air, but being the athletic director, the senior season is a little bit different for you and, and your uh, coaches there in the spring. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. This is a show on the 2020 version uh, that we decided to take Sunday and make it about the students and uh, really focus. And we've had multiple athletes from Myrtle beach all the way down here to Somerville and a few in between that have jumped in here with us. But, you know, how is it going down there with Andrews and, and your, of course, uh, your spring sports, your baseball, your softball, your track and fields, and any other sports I may be missing? Soccer, I know, is a part of that as well. Uh, you know, how's everything going down there with you guys? Well, you know, you know, we, we were off to a, you know, pretty good start. Um, you know, one thing we have, and I guess um, it's fortunate it's not, you know, for them, but, but we have a very small senior class in terms of athletes this year. Um, we only had, you know, nine seniors in football. We had one in baseball, you know, only two or three in softball. We uh, didn't, I think we had, you know, two or three in basketball. So it's a very, in terms of athletics, it's a very small class, which I guess is good because that's, you know, fewer number of kids that are lose, missing out. But, you know, we were, we were really off to a good start in the spring. Baseball team's young, but you know, had gotten a couple of wins on the belt. And of course our softball team is one of the best in the state and uh, track never even got out in, into a competition. So it's frustrating for them. You feel bad for the kids. I mean, you know, you know, you just, I know how much I loved it and, and, and how devastating it would be to me to not to be able to have, you know, that to do when you're expecting it to be. There's one thing when you walk away after your senior year and, and you know you're not going to play anymore, but to be going into that last opportunity to play and, and to have it taken away is is a frustrating thing. So you feel bad for the kids and, and uh, you know, but, you know, like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a life lesson and, and hopefully they'll, they'll take that from it and, and, and grow from it. You know, we always try to tell them just, you know, you can only control what you can control and don't worry about anything else. And this is one of the things you can't control. So hopefully, you know, I don't know. Hopefully we'll come out strong on the other side, like I said earlier, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a frustrating thing for the kids. Live right now with the athletic director and head football coach over at Andrews High School, Andrews, South Carolina, is the location there. Coach, you talk about getting uh, to the new normal, controlling what you can control. How does this affect high school football on Friday nights? Do you see them – maybe forcing us to put seats in between people. Uh, how, how do you see the new season? And do you see it kicking off on time? You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you hear, you know, you try to read and, 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 and you try to, you know, gain as much knowledge of, of, of what's going on just so you have an understanding 
of what's going on and, and, you know, be able to tell people, you know, give people some kind of an educated answer. But the truth is none of us really know. You know, hopefully um, what I've been reading lately, hopefully, you know, the heat particularly will, will have a a good effect on this thing from, from our perspective and really do some damage to it and kind of, you know, hopefully we'll get back to that. But at the same time, you know, you hear that the, the large crowds are going to be the last thing that we'll be able to do. So you really don't know. Um, you know, we, you know, as coaches, we talk. We've all, you know, in our area and people in our region and that we play, we've we've communicated. And this guy's heard this, and that guy's heard that. And you really, you really don't know. Um, all you can do is hope. And uh, I, I do know this. Um, you know, from an, you know, looking at it from the perspective of the athletic director, we need to do whatever we can do to make sure that the full football season is played, no matter how far we have to push it back. Because not having, you know, missing out on football games can be very detrimental to an athletic department from a financial standpoint. And uh, so, hopefully, you know, the powers that be can can see that. But I, I really don't know. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm moving forward, preparing as if we're gonna. You know, we're going to kick it off, you know, like we always would at the end of July, get ready to start practicing and play at the end of August. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Live right now with the athletic director, the head football coach on many levels, and, of course, running right now Durham Middle School and High School, if I'm not mistaken, because I think your boys are in middle school and high school right now, quite frankly. Uh, Before we talk about the family, let's kind of – you touched on something, and, and the thing I love about having you on here is that, you know, if I ask you the question, you don't beat around the bush, man. You go right to the answer, and I love that. And that's why I bring you in here all the time. But, you know, high school football, man, it, it's a huge money maker. I mean, realistically, I understand we got to be safe, and that's most importantly. But we put that behind us. You know, there's so many things that, that the football programs and the fall sports really provide, and mainly football. Uh, how big effect is this if all of a sudden you don't see And we can even talk college because I know you do a lot with the college stuff as well. But no college football season happening, no high school football season happening. How big effect does this have on the institutional part of life? But I don't think people realize that how much revenue this helps in different areas. Well, I, I can tell you this: um, without football at the high school level, unless somebody steps in to provide, uh, you know, financial resources, there's not going to be any other sport as well. You know, because wow. You know, we every every dime that that we spend on officials and transportation pretty much comes for football, particularly for the spring. Now basketball, you know, they'll break even maybe, but you know the rest of it's just a big drain on all the money. You know, it, it's drawn from that money that we bring in for football, and and, and it's even worse at the college level. Um, you know, you can't play baseball in college if you don't have football. The college football season, it, it, I believe, will get played. It might not get played till next spring, but it'll get played because it, it's too big of a money maker to do away with. Now, high school, obviously, we're tethered to a calendar, and and uh, you know, we can make some adjustments within reason. But I, I you know, I don't know. I, it, it'll be. It, it would be. I, I can't see us being able to do you know, anything if we can't play football. Right. And I agree with you there. I think that's a huge moneymaker. And I, and I understand, again, the severity of making sure everybody's healthy first. That makes sense to me. That's why I'm not 100% sure if we're opening boat landings and we're opening things very quickly in our state. And that's the political conversation that I don't really want to get into. 
I just don't understand it. And that's okay. That's why I'm on the radio and not in a, in, in a public situation there because we tried to let them out before. They didn't go so well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see if it went well this past weekend. But yeah, it, it, history has a way of repeating itself when we're still showing, you know, realistically the increase in numbers. And I know Eugene got in here earlier and we talked about, uh, you know, he's one of the producers and the co-hosts with me here. But, you know, we talked about that they're predicting there's going to be a downsize. Well, let me tell you what. I predicted I was going to win the lottery last week there, uh, Coach. I didn't win it. <laughs> so if that kind of tells you what predictions are like, uh, I, I'd rather go after the facts. And if we don't take this thing by the, by, by the bull of the horns, and I think we kind of were behind it by the time we slowed our state down, then we're looking at this thing being a longer-lasting effect, even longer than, than, like you said, possibly seeing college football in the spring. Yeah, and that would be a shame. Um, I, I knew <laughs> I never realized how much I miss baseball till it's not here. Um, you know, and I'm talking about just watching it on TV. Not you know, not only just you know getting to watch my kids play. Uh, obviously, I missed the heck out of that. But just having it to watch on TV is not having it's been been no fun. So you know, we hope. Right. You know, we hope, but, and, you know, that's what I've told, you know, all our, our players and, and, you know, look, just stay at home. And, and the quicker we get this over with, the quicker we can get back to a normal sense of, of life. And, you know, so let's, let's, let's slow down the spread. Let's try to get back to some sense of normalcy. Let's let all these brilliant scientists we got throughout the world do what they do. And hopefully they'll come up with some kind of a cure vaccine or whatever, some, some way to get us back out there, you know, living life uh, at least as close to normally as we can. And, um, you know, get these kids back on the field doing the things they love to do. Live right now with the head football coach, athletic director, again, wears multiple hats over there at uh, Andrews High School. Scott Durham joins us. Uh, coach, uh, you're, you're close to, of course, uh, one of your favorite schools on Saturday at the Clemson Tigers. They just got their softball team up and running, by the way, having, having a very successful kickoff and start to their season. How much does this affect uh, – let's talk two different angles. Number one, the schools who do have football programs, but yet now they have seen – the season comes to an end very early and abruptly, like there's like the season with the Clemson Tiger ladies over there in their softball. How does this affect them long term? Could this be something that you may not see them come back? And then for the sports, let's just say they don't have football on their campus and they make most of their money during spring because every campus in college at least has spring sports. How does that affect these two different angles here, Coach? Yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy. I mean, you think about, you know, like the, the softball team there at Clemson with a great start. You know, they'll be back. I, I don't I don't see, you know, those type things going away. Like, like I said, unless football goes away, then, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But here's the thing that, that that's going to be a nightmare, and I'm glad I ain't got to do is roster management, you know. You got all these people being given an extra year of eligibility, and then you got all of these people, you know, your incoming freshman class that you've committed to and signed to, and and now you've got to manage it. Well, where's all that scholarship money coming from? Because you're limited to what you can give. Um, you know, I really feel bad for baseball coaches, college baseball coaches, because they're going to have an absolute nightmare for the next three or four years trying to manage their rosters. And um, you know, so you, you just you feel for them, you feel for all everybody, but uh, you know, it's tough. I think everybody makes it back. Um, you know, I have seen though there are some colleges that have cut, you know, have cut programs. 
Um, and, and that's no fun. I remember, you know, when I was at Clemson as a student, they cut wrestling, and I had some some friends or acquaintances who were on the wrestling team. They were absolutely devastated. So you, you just you hope it doesn't come to that. It's probably going to, um, you know, particularly at some institutions. I know, you know, a lot of schools that don't have football that, that depend on basketball to generate revenue lost out on all the, uh, you know, NCAA tournament money that they would normally get, um, you know, where they, they do the distribution through the conferences. So it's it's a tough thing. It's it's a financial burden for everybody. And I'll, and I'll say this, you know, in terms of financial burden, you know, I was talking with some of our coaches the other day. It's actually for us at the high school level, it's a fi- it's positive financially because we just lose money. We hemorrhage money during the spring. Um, so it's actually going to benefit us, um, you know, in terms of kicking off next year because we're not going to lose as much money this spring. But that's a short-term thing. In the long term, if this thing continues to build and build and build and starts cutting into football games, then it's going to be a problem. Or, you know, and here's the thing that we don't know. We don't know what, you know, let's say we do kick off football season and, and we start football season sometime, whether it be August, September, whatever. We don't know who's going to come. You know, we don't know that everybody's going to show up. We think they are, you know, but what if all of a sudden, you know, half the people that normally come to the high school games decide, I don't want to go because I don't want to take a chance on catching this virus. You know, that's going to have a very negative effect as well. So there's a lot of unknowns. We, you know, I, you know, we think, you know, when they kick off college football, it's probably going to be full, but it might be a situation. So, you know what, that game's on TV. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> and uh, instead of having 75,000 people show up, I only have 55. So we don't know, you know. We're just going to have to get through all this mess and, and see what happens. Yeah, no doubt, Coach. And then, of course, uh, radio. Yeah, radio could be a big player uh, in, in this as well as what I get a chance to do on Friday nights, and I'm actually looking to grow some of our uh, broadcast games. So uh, we may be reaching out to you here shortly, too, and say, hey, look, you know, if you want to give them another avenue, that's something that we can look at because, uh, you know, I'm always looking at getting these young men and the ladies uh, some exposure here on the air. Uh, Coach, uh, let's talk about your family before I get you out of here. How is the missus doing? How are the boys doing? And uh, are they spending a lot of time in ISS over there? <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've, you know, we've been very lucky. We have two kids that are that are just, you know, great kids and, when they've got, you know, school work to do, uh, they get up and do it in the mornings and get it knocked out, particularly the young one. He's a lot more like his mom. He's he's uh, <laughs> he's he's on, he's on top of that school stuff, and it kills him to miss a test question. And so he's going to get up and get his done. The other one, you kind of got to, you know, get on him two or three times. He'll get it done. But they, they've been very good, and they get along well. So it's it's been good. We all enjoy being around each other. and. And uh, you know we've we've you know made the best of it, and um, I, you know it's frustrating. I know for a teenage boy not to be able to go hang out with his friends or you know go to the beach and you know do all those things that they normally would be doing, but you know it is what it is, and and uh, they've done a good job of just you know understanding that they've got to stay home and. They've shot a lot of basketball, and I'm sure I'm maybe tired of hearing the basketball bounce, but uh, played a lot of wiffle ball in the front yard. And, you know, they go out in the backyard and do their quarterback drills, their footwork drills, and ball handling drills, every, you know, every day. And kind of, kind of neat to watch them out there doing them together. And the older one, you know, tutoring the younger one. And 
So uh, it's been a unique experience, and and uh, I'm sure one day we'll look back on all this and appreciate how much time we got to spend together. But right now you kind of feel like you're getting a little cabin fever and ready to get out and go and do something. But uh, it's been good, and, and uh, hopefully we'll just continue to get on through it and, and uh, get back to normalcy soon. No doubt about it, Coach. Well, First of all, I know those at Moe's are probably looking for you. They don't understand where you've been lately. And uh, for you guys who don't know, that's Coach's uh, hot spot, man. We used to be here. We would run in each other. It was always a guarantee that Moe's would be our place. And uh, when I go back up to Myrtle Beach, that's that's a given. And Sunday we're, we're going to sit down at some point and meet at Moe's and, and, and have a good conversation. And, man, I tell you, I appreciate everything that you've uh, done to support Southern Sports Central in my dream. And I just want you to know as normal, man, this is a good platform. And, Send me some seniors, man. I need I need some of the girls or guys on your in the spring sports that you know if we can highlight them. I'd love to have the opportunity. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get some of them. Get get the contact info. Get it to you and and uh, and, and do that. Um, <laughs> it's a funny story now. The Moe's, you know, we we rode up there one day. Got care. Well, they closed the one in Surfside temporarily until uh, all this uh-oh. is over. So it. We we went about two weeks, two three weeks without it. We ended up the other day. He said, "You know what? We ain't got nothing to do. We just drove to the one in Conway, and uh, and grabbed some <laughs> little takeout on, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know headed back. So uh, you know that none of this is fun, but you know it is what it is. We'll get through. But yeah, I'll, I'll get some of those and uh, some of those seniors and and uh, try to get them to get them on the air. Well, I tell you what, Coach, I always appreciate you. Anything I can do, let me know. Make sure you tell the family we said hello. I said hello. And uh, I'm going to catch up with you off the air this week because i got a few other things I'm working on. I'll get, get your help on some stuff. All right. That sounds good. All right, buddy. Enjoy what, uh, what the new normalcy may look like. And uh, thanks again for hanging out on Sunday night with me, buddy. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Right. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the athletics director, the head football coach. He runs, uh, of course, Durham High and Middle School. I don't know if he's the, the principal or the janitor, but uh, I'm sure he's the authority uh, over there. Of course, uh, the teacher is not a joke either. I, I, will, I, I hear, of course, she runs a pretty tight ship. Let's bring him back in. Coach Eugene, of course, uh, man, it's been a busy show, a lot of great things. We don't have a lot of time uh, here to catch up, but, man, uh, I, I want to thank Coach Durham for always taking time out. Uh, to hang out with me, uh, you know, we made a, uh, a friendship years and years and years ago. Our boys, our two oldest boys are the same age, and uh, that, that always brings uh, unity right off the rip. And then, of course, uh, Coach Ramon Robinson joined us at the top of the hour. Uh, we also had a couple of Somerville students from the soccer field, uh, Bryn Brusa and, of course, Emma Sipple, along with her head coach, Coach Baggett, joined us. And then uh, we were surprised. Uh, we got in here with a Coach Goodman all the way from Coastal Carolina, the Sean and Clears. Track coach joined us at the top of the second hour. Then, of course, back in hour one, seems like forever ago, uh, Capers Mendioli joined us uh, from Somerville High School. A baseball player committed in Limestone. And we started the show where Jamesha Arnold, who is committed to run track at Coastal and currently running at Sackasee. Uh, of course, the reason we had Coach Goodman come on because he was following on social media. And boom, here she goes. And here he comes in to follow up. But, uh, Coach, uh, man, I tell you, it has been a great show, uh, Eugene, and uh, we appreciate all the uh, high school students who continue to pour in because our show is already loaded for next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. While we're on the show with these guys, you know, we've I've been hit up from uh, other athletes around the state. Um, Cooper Gaskins just hit me up. He was a pitcher 
who his season was cut short. He's also headed to Limestone. He said he listened in and heard about his future teammate coming from Somerville. Uh, Last year, Cooper pitched a no-hitter in the lower state championship for Oceanside. And uh, he and I, uh, he actually, his dad was a punter and uh, is a preacher at uh, one of the churches in Mount Pleasant. And Cooper hit me up and was like, Coach, I'd love to be on that show, man. You know, my season was cut short. Uh, he said the limestone is the pitcher. He's wanting to come on next Sunday. Uh, Chris Haynes, who was one of the All-State, uh, he finished second in scoring in state, 96 points, a kid that I trained personally for two years. Uh, he's headed to uh, Johnson & Wales University on a full scholarship for soccer. He's going to join in. His soccer season was cut short. You know, he's hoping for uh, uh, another state championship. Um, man, it's loaded. These kids are reaching out. Parents are reaching out. Coaches are reaching out. Athletic directors are reaching out. And I just love what we're doing. This platform is amazing. You know, let's get these kids out there. You know, some of the kids who aren't committed, who still have, you know, opportunities out there, who have talent and the ability, you know, let's get them promoted. You know, let's hear what they have to say. Let's give them that senior night, that thing that they're going to miss. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I love what we're doing. I love the platform. God willing, you know, we'll keep doing it. And, uh, you know, that's just what we're here to do. Yeah, well, it's going to be a great show. We're excited about it, guys. And, of course, I want to thank everybody who joined us. If you're listening for the first time, welcome aboard. Take that rookie stripe off. You're now an official uh, big-time supporter. And, of course, you know, we're going to make it to where you guys can call in. But my thought process as we're wrapping it up the show with about a minute left here was to give you guys something to take your mind off the norm. And that's why we loaded this thing up with three hours, six to eight guests. And each guest brings something different. Each guest brings a different topic, a different avenue. And, uh, again, I want to thank everybody who supports us, everybody who follows us. Make sure you do the same on Twitter at SO Sports Central. You can go to Facebook at Southern Sports Central. If you're an athlete, you're, you're a coach, you want to get in here during these days, hit us up in boxes, okay? We'll set up that interview time. We'll give you your special time, and we'll get you heard here on the radio. Now, we're also on IG with an Instagram at Southern Sports Central as well. So, on behalf of us all here at Southern Sports Central, it is a dangerous night tonight across the Carolinas, across South Carolina. So, please uh, put yourself in a good position to make sure that if anything comes about that you're ready to uh, – hunker down, guys. On behalf of us, I'm Richie Allman. That's Eugene Bentley, the coach. We'll see you Tuesday night, bright and well, early in the evening at 6 p.m. for three solid hours, guys. Take care. Break from the norm, just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore.